Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how you can take the man out of the rule king, but you can't take the rule king out of the man. Best store in America, bitch. I'm calling it right now. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Matt Polly. Hey, baby. Filling in for Brad Polly is, he's away on, on assignment, Michael Moncton. Hey, hey. In the house, and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. You're a pastor, buddy. Yeah. Where is my honorary t-shirt? Well, like, do I get one? Or? Dude, we don't even have t-shirts. Yeah, we don't. Well, you don't get a fucking we, t-shirt. We, we don't have no. t-shirts. We need to change we that. We have um, body paint. What do I get for being an honorary <laughs> pastor? Like what? Body what do paint? I get? The honor of my company. Oh, okay. Free bourbon. Is it that honorable? <laughs> you want us to take our shirts <laughs> Get some off? fucking free bourbon, buddy. No, you know what? No, do the rest no, of this no, episode shirtless. No one wants her to be stripping here. All right, here we go. That's not why I'm here. Oh, Matt. Saw Matt's hairy nipples. So. Well, I've seen them before, and I'm, it was, I'm an, uh, as underwhelmed now as I was before. I know, same. So, yeah. Every time I see him in the mirror, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, speaking of rural king, <sighs> rural king, as we call it here. It's ridiculous place. Uh, so, you had an experience, uh, and I was not yeah, there, sure unfortunately. Yeah, sure was. Um, so, let's set the stage. So, set the stage. So, we had a it little... It was a breezy, autumnal evening. <laughs> it was. Mar- Mars was in retrograde or some <laughs> shit like that. Um, so we had a little cookout. Michael couldn't come, unfortunately. His yeah, my in-laws. Are Ecuadorian in in-laws were in um, with guinea pig and whatever yeah, the We did not eat, eat any guinea pig. Whatever the hell the fuck they eat <laughs> this down there. This time. Um, why did you include that? <laughs> why not? And so uh, Brad Manny and the kids came over. Bottle? Yeah, man. Here. Uh, Brad Manny came over, um, uh, Josh and Michaela and their brood came over, their 12 kids or how many they have, and then <laughs> Michael, Mr. Michael J. Moncton, what is your middle initial? What is your middle Thomas. name? Thomas. Did it's I on, know it's that? all of my emails. It is, you're right. I'm uh, sorry. I've Michael, okay, so. Th- two bourbons no, 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 and I'm on my second Tom, beer. No, Thomas on. Nelson If Moncton. my middle name, if you think was J, what's the full name? Michael Jordan. John? Obviously. That's my middle name. Michael John Moncton would work. That's my middle name, Michael John. I know. I've I've known you for a decade. I know what your fucking middle name is. Anyway, so Michael came down, and Joel couldn't be here, unfortunately. I feel so valued and just understood. I knew your name. Motherfucker, you're here at my table. You are valued. We keep calling you to come down here. You're valued, all right? You need someone to class this shit up is what you need. There, that's, there's also that. Yes, there, that's beside that. the point. There is that. Anyway, so we had a little, We just had pizza, and just it was a nice... It was just a, supposed to be yeah. really nice out. I think McKill was like... Or uh, Smog. Or Trogdor. Trogdor. Mm-hmm. Was like, hey, we need, to have, we need to have a party. That's what Michaela sounds like. Hey, we need <laughs> to have a party. Hey, guys. Exact voice. Um, and so we just we just party. had a little get together anyway. So we decided that since Michael was down, yes, he needed to break his rural king, rural king, rural king, rural king, rural king, 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 king cherry. We've been talking about this for, for a what, while, like two years, a while. Yeah, I mean, you, how long have you been in Indiana? Uh, two years. Yeah, like I mean, two so and a half years. Yeah, very it's damn near that. Long. Yeah. A long so finally, time. now to to set the stage, if you haven't listened to this podcast now, before. Man. Brad and I, I fucking love Rural King. Brad it's and I so both. Good. It's such a great goddamn store. Is it though? It you is. Can, you, did you take your dog with you? No, not oh, this time. I, but you can take your dog. Before COVID, there was popcorn there, fresh popcorn. You can buy chickens. You can buy, buy ducks. Jeans you can for buy eight dollars. You can you buy. You can buy the same tools at Walmart. You can buy a, 50, buy a fifty-five gallon drum of motor oil, Michael. Ugh. 
You can buy all this shit in the that's same place. What I need. You can get that's a, all. I need that. It is redneck Walmart. Dozens it is wonderful. of root beers and bottle glasses. Yes, pickles. Yeah. You need. You do need pickled eggs, Michael. You want yes. some? You do. Old you can have pickled taffy eggs. Taffy candy. Yes, they've got it. There you go. Bars of soap. You can buy them there too. Oh, I bought bars of soap. You can buy bars of soap any fucking place. No, not these kind. You can't. These can are working bars What's of soap. What's special about it? They're, they're, they're made locally. They're, they're made locally. They're, they got honey. Are they, got honey there? are they made with like the, the dried urine of like Me? angels or it whatever? Might be. Yeah, it might be. Disgusting. Angel tears. All right. That's what they've got. Anyway, soap so we decided tears. to take Michael. So Brad, Josh, and I, uh, Josh Malkovich, Casey, et cetera. Who has a podcast we don't remember the name of. Um, drunk something. Something. Yeah. Drunk. That's Josh. So drunk. Yeah. Drunk Josh. He, um, was, he was Drunk hammered. Josh and Lucas. Two thirds of us were hammered. Yeah. We're pretty hammered. So which made it all the more fun. Yeah, so anyway, sure so we did. took Michael um, to Rorking. Okay. Most likely the first black guy to ever set foot in there. Let, let's let's just remind no, the people. I've seen, I've oh, seen black guys. Okay. This is the this is the real king. Definitely the only black guy there that night. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Again, we are in Martinsville, Indiana. Yes. Okay. That let's just the add whitest goddamn county, aka yes. Martin's Tucky. Martin yeah. Tucky. Yes, very much so. Anyway, so we went and we bought. I bought you plants. Hey, you yeah. had a plant? He bought, I bought him plants. Two you succulents. That, man. See? You can buy succulents there, Michael. <laughs> you can How fucking wonderful never is Never say you that can, word Where can you get ever. succulents? You succulents. Chicken feed? Succulents. Where else can you get? You can buy a goddamn duck, Michael. You could buy a gun there. Oh, there are plenty. Dude, so we <laughs> want to guns What there. time do we go? 8, 30, 9 yeah, o'clock? Yeah, yeah, There were four or five people at the counter buying fucking guns. Yeah, I'm like, well, goddamn. Who goes at 10 o'clock to buy a goddamn gun? People in Martinsville, apparently. People got busy days, man. Jesus. And I, it's not like it's their only it's gun, Friday probably. Night. It's Friday night. Payday, man. <laughs> yeah, Payday, that's Friday, true. That's exactly that is true. They just first, got paid. Then rent, then phone, then, then yeah. Gun. Yeah. tractor, battery. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> yeah, they do sell tractor batteries there. <laughs> I bought a couple batteries there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Anyway. <laughs> It was it was as much fun as you could possibly imagine it, it would have been. It was a really good time. Okay, so... So we have you equipped... Fuck yeah! Yeah, pretty much. Coming again to shop at Rural King again, so, yeah! Uh, okay, I just want to say, so I, I walk in there, right? Yeah. And the smell... It's like it's assaulted like me. It smells like America. It smelled like... It smells like popcorn and freedom. It smells like middle no, America. No, it didn't smell like freedom. It smelled like shit. It smelled freedom, like a... Yeah, yeah. It smelled like shit. It smelled freedom like a, smells like shit. No, they, no, have, no. they have chickens in there, it, man. They shit it places. It smelled like rabbits. a John Mellencamp song. <laughs> I was born in a small <laughs> town. Ugh. And I live in a small town. That Probably my, died in a small town. That was my first and only time... Going to that store. I You're no never going to go back again? No, why would I go back? Why? I, I don't with want me? You would you go thirst? with me? No, I would not. Would Come you on. Get that no. thirst in you? I don't intentionally do things that I, just, that I don't enjoy. So You didn't I, enjoy it? You got you succulents. You had fun. You well, had succulents. You got succulents. You wore a camouflage jacket. You wore an orange vest. You wore a cowboy hat thing. Oh, I didn't even see the cowboy hat. Yeah, Come on. Th- there, are, there are pictures on the did pub. You buy, you would go did you buy me. anything no, while you're there? Well, I mean, Matt, again. I bought his plans for him. To did honor you make his any personal purchases? I bought a farmer's almanac. Fuck but yes. besides that, you I mean. That's right. Yeah, I sure did. It's right sitting right there. Yeah. Because why not? Because, yeah, I have farmer, farmer's exactly. almanac. Exactly. That's Rural King. Why not? 
That is their fucking oh, motto. Oh, there's plenty of reasons why not. No. All right, move on. I'm going to get angry. That's <laughs> About Rooking? Yeah, he's going to insult Rooking. Uh, I'm going to get angry. No, no, yeah. He okay. won't go with me anymore. They no, got why, dog why treats. Why would I go? I'll just they, sell, they sell flea medication for your dog? You know how many treats? You know how many like, toys I bought for my dog there? While she's there, that she he's sniffs, personally tried out. out Listen, of, exactly. Okay, I, I chew on them. I am a professional person who lives in a big city who lives literally seven minutes away from a fucking Target. Why would I go to Rural King? Why? Because Why it's not? Rural so King. So you can get your succulents on. I, I can get those at any damn no, place. No, but you can't get them at Rural King. So you can't get Rural King succulents. They have the freshest succulents. They have the freshest succulents. I love the word succulents now. <laughs> that is. word is it's aces. Succulance. It's chef's kiss. Yeah. It reminds me of Lance Bass. Suck you, Lance. You you make me want to drink. Like just drink heavily <laughs> suck. and well, that's, suck you, that's Lance. Why you, that's why you're here for the podcast. Because oh, it God. makes you want to drink. <laughs> All right. What are we doing? Let's start with our first segment. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was delightful. Yeah. That was a delightful little segment. Uh, Whatever that was. Pour another one, buddy. I already got Pour another one. Nice. I got to refill. Pour some more. Double fisting. This is uh, Bell Mead Reserve. Holy shit, it's good. We're about halfway through the bottle. Literally. started tonight. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Brad. (laughs) 108.3 proof. So 54%. Literally bought it on my way here. Yeah. Um, it's 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 what sixty percent corn I think, and then about twenty some percent rye. So it's got like a little bit of spice, but it is a it's super sweet. It, yeah, it's fucking delicious. It's man. really good. It's really good. I'm gonna be feeling it in here in a bit. I've yeah, got my second pour. I'm feeling everything I've drank. Girl, get your I had, second uh, pour from Uncle Brewing Company from South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. I had the Monk Pills with my dinner, which was chicken noodle soup, homemade chicken noodle soup. Oh. My wife makes good chicken noodle soup. Don't even don't make that fucking Why face. Why wasn't I offered some? Do you want some chicken noodle soup? I'll heat no, some good. up right now. Is it from real we will fucking no, hit good. pause. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Why was I last? It's eight thirty-seven. Maybe I'm hungry as well. Oh my god! Well, for all who are hungry, come on. It's like recording with Brad. It really is. Well, you've really just transformed into Brad. Like we are hungry. Oh my God! I wore that song out. Anyway, so I had uh, the. We are thirsty. (laughs) Oh my bourbon. (laughs) We are thirsty for more of you. We lift our holy hands up. We want to touch you. All the flashbacks. Pour us a double, Jesus. Um, Man, I played the shit out of that song. God, we did. G, C, D, and E minor. Uh, Anyway, Munkle Brewing Company had their monk pills with my dinner. I had a shitload of that bourbon. And now I'm having from Edmunds Oast Brewing in Charleston, South Carolina, their Oktoberfest, which is one of the better ones I've ever had. And I've had a lot of Oktoberfests. Lord knows I have. Michael Monks. What you having, buddy? I'm enjoying the Monkle. Uh, everyone needs a Monkle. <laughs> that's the Take me that's to new nickname. Monkle Town. Blue City Brune. Uh, Belgian style brown ale. It's really good. You like it? Yeah. Dude, it's tasty. fucking I great, like it. isn't it? And I'm, I'm going to keep the can. It's just because it's in, it's in you know. It's, it's got it's a me. fucking dog in a monk's hood. <laughs> it's like a stained glass window, too. Outside. Yeah. It, I, bought, I literally bought it for the fucking can, man. I'm serious. Like, I knew it was a Belgian brown, and those are good, but... 
Like that, you can't beat that can. I'm gonna make a Belgian brown later. So oh, my, my boyfriend God. was here earlier, and he may now refer Who? to me forever as Munkle. That may be a thing, which and that's we're fine. We're fine with that. So we'll fight to the death, but we'll. we'll see I think happens. that works for you too. Does he have a nickname yet? No, we're, we're working on it. We're, we're working on the pet name. Snuggle it's Bear. Been a struggle Call so far. Go Snuggle Bear. No, we tried that. It doesn't work. Bish. Um, <laughs> How about Bish? What up, Bish? B i s h. Yeah. Yeah. Bish. No. 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 Um, Joel Bish. Joel Bish. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. God, I hope he doesn't listen. To Call him shit. Osteen. He will. <laughs> Osteen. Osteen. He probably know, doesn't even know who that is. No. I hope he doesn't. Osteen. Good God. Osteen. No. There you go. Okay, you you are obviously it. very Nailed drunk it. right now. It's Osteen. Toasty. Toasty. Oh, Call him Toasty. Ooh. He will never know it's Joel Osteen. Yeah. I like toasty. Toasty. Some yeah. toasty. So here's what's going to happen. So if, if I <laughs> no longer am in a relationship, um, after he listens to this podcast, I will I will come for both of you. Because of do. toasty? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What about You're going to come or you're going to come? Oh. Uh, Which, well. Like, I mean, that's a two mm, two very different things. Like. Well. None of your business. Yeah, back that shit up right now. Back it up. Dude, he's already been here for one podcast. He's in. You're fine. I can't <laughs> wait till I have my to. Third podcast. I've I, been I on. can't wait till I have with to him though. Delete this episode. He's coming out for two different ones. Three years because okay. Michael wants to get a new job. <laughs> hey, can you take me off? To get my podcast off. <laughs> anyway, is that all we're drinking? That, I think that it's may all possibly we're happen. All right. Well, it's possible. I mean, we'll just take your name off of it. It's fine. Uh, what, 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 I don't know. What's next? Uh, this round is on uh, patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, you can, there are patrons. Yeah. Our patrons. Thanks guys. Um, do anybody got any, what the fuck's going on? You know what? No, we're not going to fucking ruin it with goddamn Trump or fucking Mitch McConnell. Oh, you hope it dies in a fucking fire. No, we're not doing that. No. All right. Nope. Well. Uh, it's too delightful. Meditating with Gary Busey? We'll skip it. No, I'll find one. All right. I'll find well, one. Hold on. We'll do it. Might, I guess. Might, it might take a minute, but we'll, we'll get there. You only have a few seconds. Shit. Meditating with Gary Busey. Oh, come on, load. Load. I love love and I love life. I love. I just love. It's just great. It's the most enduring element we have is love. I mean, Amen. it's true. I, love I mean, he's not wrong. He's not I mean, wrong. I mean, it's kind of, there's some love. truth there. I mean, he's a fucking lunatic, but he's not yeah, wrong. I was high on whatever. Yeah. Wait, I got another one. Go ahead. Really? Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. Don't worry, Brad probably did it last week. No, he didn't. Not this one. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. <laughs> Just read the fucking Meditating poem. with Gary Busey. Gerald Busey. You are a gut maggot with no guts. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think about that. I don't know what, what no that one means exactly. or anything. What, no what the hell? That's, that's the fucking point. God. Oh, man. <laughs> what are we doing?
behind. Yeah, I don't what, know, man. What you know, are we what, doing? What, <laughs> I drove. I drove, <laughs> Why are we here? I drove an hour to be here, and I'm you wondering. You did, and I you did, have to drive an hour home. I, you know what? You want to sleep on my couch? Everything you're listening to, look on the bright side. With me. We're not doing that. Sometimes Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. By choice or that by force? By choice. So I just can't sleep. I sleep like shit at night, man. Hmm. Hey, everybody. Oh, sorry. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. Ain't always look on the entire right goddamn song. All right. Always look All right. You got any bright sides? Well, I was gonna say that like today I ate some pudding at work and that was pretty good. What was it? Vanilla? <laughs> no, it was butterscotch. You're a very simple man. I love I, sometimes that butterscotch. But I, my bright side is that fucking interview, man. Oh man! Like yeah. the one that's coming, guys. Yes, I blew me away. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I think I told you guys, like it just. Mm-hmm. There was an there was an energy coming out of her that we f- I felt through the Skype interview like yeah like we've started skyping with video now like mm-hmm. we've just for I don't know why we never did before but well we, do. we can trust our internet that too but I have the high internet uh, thanks RMC I have good fiber internet now excuse me oh I just belched I've off good did you all hear that did I've you good- all hear that shit that just came out of his mouth gross that's, that's, that's literally everything that comes out of my mouth that's shit. Junkie. Anyway, so we have good internet. So we started doing interviews with Skype and it's been awesome. And mm-hmm. just to, there was just an energy that came from her. Yeah. It was real. It was, words kind of just fail. It was, like, real, real, it was real, real, genuine. but real feels like, yes. feels like it, it, it takes away from it somehow. I don't Authentic, know. You know, you, you can tell when vulnerable. people have just as you, like, like a, a vulnerable, real, genuine quality about Present. them. I, f- I felt about her the way I feel about the times we've entered Rob Bell. Honestly. Yeah. I, I was she telling was, she Michael. She was present. She reminded she, me of Hillary McBride a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. She was there. She was present. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else she had to do at that moment. And she was 100% engaged. And just her outlook on life and her... Just the things she's done with her life and her creativity and the things she's trying to do and things she wants to do and her... I was really blown away by the way she talked about her journey and yeah, the unfolding that, that it matched. Yeah. yeah, a great like I've always used yeah. uh, excavating. Yeah, unfolding, excavating, mm-hmm. like all like it it, it matches a hundred percent. I didn't get a chance to say this, but like that's literally everybody that listens to this fucking podcast mm-hmm. is in or has been in that position where the questions are coming and the questions are coming and the questions are coming, yep. but not necessarily the answers and everybody's okay with that. Like, I just want to ask questions. Yeah. And if I can ask the questions, then somehow everything's all right. Well, and, and how, how often in life do we get a chance to talk to someone where they're just really genuine, like a hundred percent genuine. I, know. I mean, we've interviewed present. It's rare. Yeah. Like, we've interviewed so many rare. people on this podcast. Yeah. And they've and we've had a lot of really great interviews. Yes, but my God, I mean that one, it just it it blew my doors off, man. It, I really, it, yeah, it, it's a, it freshened my life. It just yes, a, it just yeah. I'm, I'm you're amazing. It's it's one of those people. I've I've met a few people in my life who, when you meet them, 
you're automatically a better person. Like me? Like me. I was, that's what I was thinking. This is going to be in my our origin yeah. story. No. He's talking about me. Possibly. Yeah, you know it's true. Come on. Possibly. Yeah. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude oh, I am feeling oh. this bourbon. I'm feeling everything right now. Anyway, there are people you meet in your life, and I, I can I can actually go back through my mind and name a number of people who I met who... All of them named Michael. They're sitting here at this table right now. Yeah. Who transformed, who just, who just transformed me in some way, even if I didn't, couldn't articulate the way they transformed me. Mm-hmm. She was one of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get it. It's not good, you. It's good not you, Vice Singer. Not you. Get it. I'm just saying. Get it. Anyway, that's my bright side. A little bit me, this right? inter- A little bit me. A little bit you. Mr. Five percent you. Moncton. <laughs> Michael McGinn. What do you got, Moncton. buddy? What do you got? Um, man. Okay, so this this isn't really a huge deal, but. I've kind of been off the past couple of weeks. Just yeah. my sleep schedule has been off. Just sure. like my eating habits have been shitty. Like I just have not been in a good place when it comes to just taking care of myself. It's 2020, but um, it's okay. Yeah, just <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I'm not going to blame politics. I'm not going to blame the fucking president getting coronavirus and to. the debates and all that shit. Um, I think it adds to it, but I've just been off. And this past weekend, I made a concerted effort to sit down and just catch up with myself and allow myself to reflect and say, why am I hey, doing Michael. this? Like, how you doing? I'm fine, buddy. Hey, buddy. Was it like that? Hey, I'm just, self. I'm just done I talking now. No, this is what I do every fucking week. Mm-hmm. So you can you can press forward. It's fine. Yeah, Go ahead. Can I, is that okay? Can I press forward? Yeah, you can press forward. Okay. <laughs> I gave you permission. Uh, press forward. Yeah. So basically, you know, I, I've I've been this whole year. I've been working on just trying to to be healthier and be happier sure. and. And just find a vitality for what it means to be me and all that. And I just got off of that, like really hardcore. And I didn't feel good. Like I just I woke up one morning. It's like, you know, I just feel like shit right now. What is mm-hmm. going on? And I had to stop and just say it is okay for me to re- to rest. Yes. And to reflect. High I five. I High five to, that shit. I don't, yes. I don't have to Absolutely. keep moving. I can just stop and give myself a moment to fucking breathe. And I yep. did. And yeah. Take a week off and just fucking yeah, just Yeah, like the, the past couple of days, yeah, I man. felt better i felt more on top of it i focused on eating better um not eating as much shitty carbs and just eating more salads and just really just focusing on being me i think sometimes we get off and we just we lose track of it it's okay to to focus on ourselves it's not being selfish no it's not um because otherwise how can we be there for other people if we're not there for ourselves yeah i mean we've we've talked about this on the pod like love your neighbor as yes, yourself, as yourself, you have to love yourself. We, we forget or that. You can't so love many your times. fucking neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yep. Kudos, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right on. How much weight have you lost? You, you've I lost a, uh, not to put you on the spot, well, I but gained nine of it back. But <laughs> fuck that. Who gives a shit? How much? But uh, I lost about fifty-ish pounds. God nice. damn, dude, that's pounds. awesome. Yeah. fucking a man. Nice. Down, I, I hope to be at, at a goal of. Um, I, w- I want to have lost 60 pounds total this year by Christmas. That's my goal. So. You can do that. You can do that I'm, shit. I'm I believe trying. in you. So the one I key I that shit too. I believe in you. Eat yes. avocados. Like just eat the fuck <laughs> out of them. I'm serious. Like I have learned to cut avocados perfectly every single time. You take a little thing out. It's just they are so good. Put a little sea salt little, on them. Some pepper the on them. The little thing out. Take the little thing out. Uh, well, I mean. Every <laughs> so my wife said her um, honeymoon. Ugh, gross. Go <laughs> ahead. Take the little thing out. All right. Is a little right. Small. Just tiny. Just little, little, little weenie sausage. Until anyway, until it gets angry. But yeah, so just like like oftentimes, I'll just cut it off a cut and just have a little bit of cracked um, pepper on it, some sea salt, and that's all I have for a meal. 
and it's really good. It fills you up. It's good protein, all that kind of stuff. And you'll also like shit regularly for a long time. So it's also a good benefit. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you stop eating at fucking Taco Bell, then I, I feel like Mike one. Pence I mean, right now. My eyes are like Mike Pence level. You're getting Can there. I just also say to go back to the Royal King thing for a second? Michael's going to have to finish. We had Monk has got to finish this podcast. The- <laughs> I'm fine with that. It'll be a lot better than it usually is. Um, we had, what was, what was it? Shots um, fired. McFlurries at M- McDonald's. Yeah. Yes. Damn, those were fucking were good. Fucking What's great. the heck with Rural King? Jesus Christ, they so were so good. We, we, we went, went there, there after Rural King. Celebrate. Yeah, yeah McDonald's. A celebration of just doing You take your shoes off before you went inside? Brad was driving. Brad. We didn't have a choice, so... Also, Brad drives like a maniac. Too. Yes, he, he does. He drives like so a I. fucking maniac. He's think? passed me several times on the road. He Good does drive. Like yeah, but maniac. you drive. You're, like you're driving Miss Daisy. So. Well, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get, great, it's a great. Matt's about to follow this damn chair. I had chair. a thing to say, but so I don't care. Oh um, my god! Once you get enough speeding tickets, you'll drive like Miss exactly. Daisy. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, all right. Mikey, oh, Mikey yeah, B, what yeah. you got? Uh, I uh, started and finished today. Uh, Ready Player One. Nice. So I started it a couple days ago. Uh, it's so fucking good. Is it really, the movie or the, what? The, 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 I, I've seen the movie. They made a book I, out of I it? enjoyed the movie. So then I'll try the book. The book is so much better. I mean, I enjoyed the movie. A lot of people hated it. Now I understand why people who read the book didn't like the movie. Because because the the book is so phenomenal. Anyone who was um, growing up during the 1980s should read it because it's mm. it's especially if you're like a nerd in the 1980s, it's so good, so so good. So speaking of movies, I had not seen Harry Potter. Um, yeah, I, I'd watched. I, I'd read yeah. one book in my life, Harry and Potter. I saw the first Harry Potter movie um, last weekend. Yeah, and. I really enjoyed it. Now I've watched two of them, okay. and apparently I'm part of House Ravenclaw. So I'm a Ravenclaw. Okay, that's fair. Which apparently means I'm like super cunning and evil, and can like sexy, real no, sexy. That's Slytherin. Well, they're they're both cunning, mm, right? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I took I don't, the fucking test on Pottermore.com or whatever. The hell I'm pretty it is. sure you I, don't know your house. I think I ended up. Gryffindor. You've read like 18 different books. About there's seven. You're 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 what you whichever house three is times. drunk half the time. What you're, you're whichever house is drunk half the time and falls off the damn broomstick all the time. That that's you, Gryffindor. Yeah, sounds okay. about right. That's him. I can live with that. <laughs> all right. What what? I am um, the fucking Harry Potter. All right. You're not. You're not. <laughs> Harry I am Potter. Daniel Radcliffe. You're fucking Dumbledore. No, <laughs> you're not. You're, <laughs> are you are you Daniel uh, Radcliffe in that play he did where he's jerking off that horse? What? How are you? Is that what that Daniel Radcliffe you are? I'm going to watch that. I haven't jerked off a horse like, in a while, but I mean. <laughs> it's always. That's oh, Michael. By the I way, if, hit you, the button, Michael. if you want to find like, okay, Neville Longbottom. Both Michaels. It is 8.53. Very well. If you just Google him. and Yes, um, he's really hot. Yeah. Yes. Is he a Longbottom? Yeah, or sure a is. Long top. He's a long everything, buddy. He's long everything. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Whoa. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've that. seen the pics. He's <laughs> you've seen the pics. Have, I have. Does he have dick pics out? No. Why have you seen the pics, Matt? Tell us why. Whatever article I was reading about how uh-huh. hot Neville Longbottom was, okay. a picture of him in his underwear. A, oh, he's in his underwear. Two a.m. Clickbait for you. It's visible. Like, oh. yeah, it's good stuff, man. I haven't I, seen the pics. I salute seen... Neville. Like, <laughs> okay. Don't kudos worry. to you, sir. Somebody send me the picture. I'm sure Steve Austin will. Yeah. Probably. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we What are we doing here? I don't know. God, don't know. Man, just it's fucking eight fifty four. All right, let's just that go into so the news. Yeah, right I've been up since eight. You're gonna fall off the damn chair. I'm not. I'm not doing so well over here. <laughs> His eyes are crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Newsfeed. Uh, science news world. Feed, news feed From science time. world. Researchers, science world where science comes first. Researchers at Large Hadron Collider are confident to make contact with parallel universe in days. Parallel universe? Yes. So, oh. so the astoundingly complex LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, is the atom smasher at CERN in Geneva, Switzerland. The atom smasher. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Uh, um, that's my porn name, Atom <laughs> Smasher. Same. Got to smash all the uh, atoms. They're, okay, Computer anyway, atoms. so is, this is at CERN. At ADAM Smasher. So if if successful, so they're going to smash a bunch of shit together uh, and try to create tiny black holes. <laughs> twenty twenty seems like a bad idea. It's a bad time to do that. But well, we'll, just a little little, little pinprick of holes. a hole. If successful, <laughs> a very universe is going to be exposed, modifying completely not only the physics books but the philosophy books too. It's even probable that gravity from our own universe may transfer, quote unquote, into this parallel universe. What researchers at the LHC, LHC say. The, universe, the, the experiment is assured to accentuate alarmist critics of the LHC who think, oh, it's going to open up a black hole and swallow the earth, whatever. Yeah, I mean, Fucking I, I mean, fine. Like, a tiny at this point, black hole? At this point. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they all start out tiny. At this point, swallow the fucking earth. I don't give a but shit. then they grow. Anyway, so the LHC is the one that discovered the God particle, the Higgs bos- boson particle, which is like the building block of the cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a huge deal. Um, and it's it's studying the idea, the whole concept of dark matter, trying to figure out what dark matter is and where that exists. Uh, a previously untraceable... Uh, next week's experimentation is reflected uh, to be a game changer. Or This article is really shittily written. Not reflected, but... Anyway, it's supposed to be a game changer. Mira Faisal? We'll go with Faisal. Oh, she's got some good LPs out. One... No, she doesn't. One... Uh, Mira Faisal? It's great. She's part of the, uh, the, the group of physicists... Scene. Behind the experiment says, just as many parallel sheets of paper, which are two-dimensional <laughs> objects, can exist during a, uh, in a dimension which is height, parallel universes can even exist in higher dimensions. We predict that gravity can leak into extra dimensions, and if it does, then miniature black holes are produced at the LHC. Normally, when people consider the multiverse, multiverse, yeah, uh, they think about the many worlds in pr- interpretation of quantum physics where every possibility is actualized. So the idea is that Every electron takes, uh, for instance, takes every possible route to its its destination, and the only one, the only way you know what destination took is by observing it. Yeah. So we affect the experimentation by observing. This is how the Mandela effect came about. So the other parallel universe poked holes in there. Anyway, started seeping through. This cannot be tested, so it's a philosophy, not science. This is often not what we mean by parallel universes. What we mean is real universes in extra dimensions, quote unquote, as gravity can infuse our universe into the additional dimensions. Such a model may be tested by the detection of many black holes at the LHC. You're going to plop their nuts in there and like, I like these nuts, <laughs> plop them down. These nuts. That's exactly what will happen. Yeah. We have calculated the energy at which we expect to detect these many black holes in gravity's rainbow, which is a new scientific theory. Uh, if we're gonna we, get a solo cup on a string and throw it through, and the gravity's other rainbow is a, a super gay thing. Hold it tight. Um, what did you say? Gravity's gay. Gravity's okay. rainbow. 
great. It's a what? super no, gay thing. Yeah. No, no, no. If we do no. detect many black holes at the energy, then we're going to know that both gravity's rainbow I and additional dimensions are correct. Anyway, so listen to this. When the LHC is fired up, the energy is calculated in tera electron volts. A TEV that's, of, that's my other stripper name, Terra Electron Volts. <laughs> T-A-R-A. It's just, it's just Terra. Yeah. Anyway, a TEV of uh, is... So a Terra Electron Volt is one trillion electron volts. Up to now, the LHC has sought for many black holes at energy levels below 5.3 TEV, but the foremost recent study says this is often too low. Instead, the model forecasts that black holes might form at energy levels of... Between 9.5 and 11.9. 1.21 gigawatts. So anyway, this kind of shit, I don't understand it, but it fucking fascinates the hell out of me. That They're going to rip a fucking hole in the space-time continuum. Fine. We're if it fucked. sucks me into it, I don't give a shit. I'm they dead. They probably already did. Whatever. We're already in the simulation. What was that it movie matter. called where it was like, was it like a, like a Matthew McConaughey movie where he goes back in the... Interstellar. Yeah, fucking there we awesome. go. That's, it sounds like that to me. Vision Quest? No, it's Interstellar. It's Interstellar. Oh, right. that was uh, Matthew Modine. Wrong Matthew. Sorry. That's where he wrestled. <laughs> what the fuck he was are you talking school, about? He was a high school wrestler. Okay. Uh, and then my other uh, from BuzzFeed.com. Uh, Buzz 17 hats. facts that are 100% true and 100% freaky. I'm not going to do them all. Uh, if you fold a regular piece of notebook paper in half 45 times, it would be thick enough to reach the moon. Hmm. Same. Great. Neat. That's the Move on. What's the next idea one? of Same. exponents? Exponential. Same. It takes just 12 days. I thought days. you couldn't fold something more than seven times. You can, that's what I'm saying. You can't do it, but if you could, it, that's how. So then why is it a fact if you can't even do it? Because it, it's it it talks about exponentials, like the exponential. But you growth still can't factor. more than seven times. So why is it a fact? I know it's not a fact. It's not real. You, bro. Can't, you can't do it. It's not a fact unless it's in the parallel universe. So it's the power of exponentials. It's it's stating a fact of what would happen. But, how but big it that can't paper happen. That's the point. You can't but do it. Can't. It. It's not real, bro. God damn it! I wish Brad was here. <laughs> I love it so much fun. It just it takes <laughs> okay for it's so for a million easy seconds to rip your ass. You're this drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it takes 12 sec, 12 days for a million seconds to pass. Okay. One million seconds. So if you count from town to a million, exactly it takes 12, 12 days. Yes. A billion seconds, 32 years. That's nope. the difference between a million and a billion. Okay. okay. Now, think about how much Jeff Bezos <laughs> makes. Oh, let's not. Let's, no, anyway. No, we're not doing that. Is no. it Bezos uh, or Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Whatever. It's dickhead. Um, he looks like a penis. One 17-inch pizza is more pizza than two 12-inch pizzas. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. That's real. Wait, wh- hold on. Yep. What? One 17-inch pizza is more pizza than two 12-inch pizzas. How? How? Pi time the area. It's pi times the radius squared. If okay. you do the no math, okay. it's more I fucking pizza. hate math. I had to have a tutor to fucking pass high school math. So you got shit. a piece of glitter I wasn't on your go- eyelash. Yeah, he Beautiful. does. You're, 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 uh, not eyelash, so you're the, eyelid. So the dotted lines on the highway, the white lines on an interstate, yeah. how long do you think they are? 69 I do inches. not care. Uh, I think they're... The, the, oh, the lines? <laughs> yeah, the lines. The stripe lines? Yeah. Uh, foot and a half? Michael? Um, Other Michael? A foot. Ten feet long. No. Yep. No. Yep. 
Wait, what? what? They're 10 feet long. No, no they're, they're not. not. Absolutely you're are. No, they're bullshit. bullshit. They absolutely are. No, let's, let's go out the and measure them right now. The yep. when you're driving No, they're not. Yep. No. no. Uh, I bet nope. you they are. Nope, nope, nope. No, that's not real. Maybe okay. in Texas or something. 10 feet long. 10 feet long. Nope, that's a lie. I'm sorry. It's stupid. Uh, right. If you're Fake having trouble... News. So if you want to calculate a percentage, and you're having trouble calculating a percentage why, of something. Why all the stupid math? So you can Ugh. just flip the numbers. So 4% so of 50 is the same as 50% of 4. Okay. So okay. 2. 80% of 25 is the same as 25% of 8. Well, you okay. lost me. Whatever. It's really like having Brad here. Actually. Yeah, because they're boring. You're, uh. What you got? <laughs> What's next? Give me another one. No. Spitball me another one. Nope. All right. Either do it or I'm going to play a song. Are you done now? Imagine. Nope. Okay. So if you have a have a rope length enough to wrap around the entire circumference of the globe. I got one of those. Okay. Yeah, my dick. My dick. These nuts. Imagine how. Did you mute me? Am I muted? No. Uh, (laughs) If you haven't, would you please? There we go. Imagine you have a rope long enough to wrap around this entire circumference of the globe, so around the equator. Yeah, boy. The rope is 24,901.55 miles long. big anaconda. You now want to lengthen the rope so that it can hover one foot off the ground at all points on Earth. Why? Why do we want to do that? Shut up! Just let me finish. So how much more rope would you need to make that happen? 69. Six feet. To do what? To wrap, for it to hover a, uh, a foot above the ground. At the same distance, you would need just six and more feet of rope. Why do we want to do that? That doesn't make any kind of sense. That's fake news. Sure, it'd be touching on the Grand Canyon. Someone's going to appreciate Or the Grand this. Tetons. Just like cut one of the the president's heads off on the, <laughs> the Grand It's like deuces. Yeah. <laughs> can't breathe. I'm done. Fuck you guys. Fuck you both. Uh, fuck you! Fuck you both more than better content. We would care more. Fuck you more than fuck. No one cares about that stupid math. I tell Brad to fuck himself. Fuck you both more. Why? Just because. Go ahead. Michael Moncton, what do you have? Okay. So I can shit on it. (laughs) Well, speaking of shit, nobody cares. um, Transparent public toilets unveiled in Tokyo parks. Nobody cares. But they also offer. They people do care about this shit. Okay, people do care about it. You should lie. They have panty vending machines in Japan. You eat. Um, Hey, can you quit touching your jack over there? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, please. Not while I'm here. So the idea of using a public restroom, public bathroom with see-through walls may sound like the stuff of nightmares, but famous Japanese architect is hoping to change that view using vibrant colors and a new technology to make restrooms in Tokyo parks more inviting because that's what matters. Peens. Um, Wait, inviting? <laughs> yeah. Inviting. There's yeah. only one thing to accomplish in a bathroom. Well, apparently you want it to be art as well. So, um, oh, there I are, make art all right. There are, yeah, gross. it's it's um, fucking Jackson Pollock shit. There, there I are, really want to <laughs> want to splatter that motherfucker. I want to create a font like a whole set of font with just turds like that. Blade the toilet. Exists. There it's are a, two it's a things. Font. There are two things we worry about when entering a public restroom, especially those located at a park, according to architect Shigeru Ben. The first, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> it's not me. It's Matt. <laughs> uh, the first is cleanliness, and the second is whether anyone is inside. Well, duh. 
Um, transparent walls can address both these worries, Ben says, by showing people what awaits them inside. Can you quit fucking touching your shit? <laughs> I'm not! I'm not touching anything! <laughs> After users enter the restroom and lock the door, the powder room's walls turn to a powdery pastel shade. Who calls and they're no longer room? see-through. <laughs> There's a speaker that's yelling, Are you done yet? <laughs> Using a new technology, we made the outer wall to the glass that becomes opaque when the lock is closed so that a person can check inside before entering. Um, the, the fuck is that noise? I don't no, it's annoying. So this group is be is behind the Tokyo Toilet Project, enlisting world famous architects the to Tokyo create toilets like toilet you've project. never seen. Um, TTP, read out what TTP. So it says, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know me. me. <laughs> <laughs> At night, the facility lights up the park like a beautiful lantern. <laughs> That's sort of shit. The architect's um, website says the project's eye-catching toilets are part of a plan to put people at ease with visiting a public so, bathroom. So, so somebody went to school. What the fuck is that noise? I have no idea. God, that's super annoying. So somebody went to school, mm-hmm. and their grand vision yep. for their all of their schooling. Look at the picture. Is opaque. Like yeah. see through bathrooms. Well, I mean, that's what's important in Tokyo right now. So the I'm pro- telling you what, you don't want to see what I fucking do in a bathroom. I'm just telling you. No, right I now. I've seen it. No before. one. What, dude? I've walked in after you did you push your, your toilet and there was shit in there. In. There's like a phantom. Push your Michael. Yeah, that's your microphone. What? Just make sure it's just connected in there. Well, what, what, I don't know where that. I don't know where it's coming from. I have no idea. Let's pause and mute it and figure it out. Because that's oh. fucking annoying. Let's finish the story first. So the project may seem frivolous, but the 16... Okay, again, there are 16 architects do working on this. My who are re- God. Right, who are reimagining public toilets are some of the brightest names in Japanese architecture. Um, the list includes people who have won all these prizes and fashion designers. So I, I just think it's interesting that that's what's important right now. Are opaque well, apparently in Japan it toilets. is. So I don't know. I mean, if somebody wants to watch me take a dump, that's fine. I'm not sure that's really great. Nobody wants that. But no, Nobody I don't. Wants that. I don't even want that. Nope. Yeah. It smells like rancid Taco Bell or whatever. Probably. I don't even talk about that much. And Waffle House and I don't. Even wa- I haven't had Waffle House since I had it with you. Okay, I so, don't think. Oh, man. Well, what was the last fast food you ate? Uh, McDonald's. Wendy's. Oh yeah, I had, Wendy's. I had a yes, fucking double burger. God, it was fucking two days in a row. Jesus Christ, it was great. Starting to look like a triple burger. Oh, my God. Their burgers are so fucking good, man. You know who was the best burgers? Those Culver's. Culver's are good. Damn Those good. Those are good burgers. Damn yeah. good. Yep. There's this place down in uh, Evansville I, I found called Hoosier Burger. Yeah. Where's that at? Uh, it's just, I, it just, uh, I was waiting for my boss to respond to a text one day. And, uh, <laughs> so you had three hours so, to kill. <laughs> so I, so I had some time. Uh, and so... Uh, I was like, I got on Yelp and I was like, I just want some a, a burger, and and that was like within point five miles yeah. of where I was at, and it was so fucking good. Best burger I've had in the past food restaurant. Wow, that's good. Nice. So. Is that all you got, buddy? Yep. Mikey all right, ba- Mikey uh, Bay. You have you that got? sound effect that you have. The, yeah, that one. The what? The 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 rim shot. Hey! Yeah, I, I need that ready. Hey. Okay. okay. Man who erected a giant wooden penis on his lawn fights hey! to keep it up. <laughs> hey! Just keep it going. Man who erected a giant wooden penis on his lawn hey! fights to keep it up. Fights to keep it up. The good He's fight. He's got to fight hey! for his right to okay, keep stop. it up. 
<laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Jamie Gagney. Oh. Gagney? Oh, Are we gag? Seriously? Oh, Gagney. <laughs> Gagney. My God. That's on the... G-A-G-N-E or gag. I will say it's on the nose, but it's on something else. Now, that sounds like Gagney. Jamie Gagney insists... My uh, God. It was his wife's idea to carve a giant wooden penis with a chainsaw and erect it... He, he married well. ...in their front lawn. Uh, but he gladly... But he'll gladly fight for it in a court of law. The Montreal, is it Montreal? Montreal. 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 That's just south of Montreal. It's a suburb. Montreal. I do that. It's. I yeah. It's touch and go over here. Yep. Uh. Anyway, a, a two point one meter tall, anatomically correct. Wait. Statue. Wait. Wait. Two point wait. 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 Same. No. No. It's not. No. <laughs> um, no. It's not. I have no. It's doubt a it's statue. Not. Um. In June, to protest the bureaucratic red tape that uh, was preventing him from getting a permit to complete a shed outside his home in Wilton, New York. Wilton. <laughs> this is too on. I'm just gonna keep hitting this. The town stopped communicating with me, so I was getting a little frustrated, and I kind of wanted to draw their attention and kind of a brute force. So I zip my zip my pants, slide my dick out. Well, when you're frustrated, that's an easy solution, right? <laughs> Works every time. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> so yeah, he just he's plopped out. I mean, there's a picture of him uh, with a cock. <laughs> um, a wood, uh, it's a picture of him with a some hardwood, a, a rooster, an actual rooster. Huh. I don't know. I don't understand the context of that. It's a cock. Um, but the question is, when is penis art? Wait, when when, when well, is a penis art? No, took my pants off. Is when it is. Hold on, I see you beat me to it. Damn it, man! <laughs> fucking goddamn. Because I'm not fucking drunk. That's why. That's true. Yeah, I'm a little Look slow. Look at your eyes. <laughs> He's got that yeah, my that clean wood. Oh, I'm sober. <laughs> That's creepy, dude. Hey, <laughs> brother. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. That was my that was my Mike Pence. Hey. No, that was Mike Pence if he was trying to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> How are you and mother doing? No, okay, God. Can, okay, can we? Can no, we no, 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 no. We're not bringing on. that no, motherfucker listen, up. No, listen. No. Listen. You are done. No, the, listen. You, fucking mute listen, him. I just watched SNL. Oh, it's did good. an amazing job mocking that fucking shit show. When the, like, like when the fly lands on his head. Oh, my oh gosh, that, that was, was the greatest thing ever. So. I forgot who it was. There was this tweet I saw where someone shared the comparison of. I was um, so close to throwing this on the ground. The, the symbolism of, of, of what what a fly means when it lands on something. Like in different cultures, it means like it's that thing it lands on is like an omen of evil and oppression uh, in other cultures. Yeah, and that was fucking spot on. Yeah, like and the way Kamala See, just you moved to Indiana after Mike Pence was our governor. Oh my god, what a fucking asshole! He's a shit stain. Uh, when yeah. mother can go off and jerk each other off into Ugh, oblivion God. and just leave the rest of us alone. Good God. No, I don't want him to ever get off ever again. Uh, I, you know, if if I will grant him the ability to get off whenever he wants, as long as he can stay away from the rest of us. Like, I, I, I don't want him to have horrible suffering in his life. Just do it somewhere else. No, I else. do. You that's do? where you're a better person than I am. Well, yeah, that's Fuck him. Is. Fuck him forever. <sighs> so anyway, this giant God. penis yeah. statue, wooden penis statue. Yeah. Um. There, there. People are upset about it. Lawyers. Why? Well, it's a giant penis. So there's jealous. a giant penis. He, he has since he has since uh, moved his penis <laughs> to the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he moved the penis to the backyard. Um, so anal. I mean, mean the back. Did it go through the back door? I moved mean, it to the backyard. Everybody with me? What else could you guys the backyard with me? mean? Michael, you with me? Yeah, we're with you. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> like, you guys hear this thing about Subway sandwiches? What? I love Subway. Ew. Subway's gross. I eat Subway all the time. It's disgusting. It's the closest place it's to work. Disgusting. It's not even... Okay, anyway. It's not real bread. Their food is shit. So it's, Ireland, closer, it's closer Ireland, to work than anything Jimmy else. John's is way better. Ireland's highest court... Um, has has, <laughs> okay. has decided that the Subway sandwiches, the, the, the bread, elves. the Ireland. bread is Good night, not, mate. the bread is not actually bread. No, it's it, not. It's, it's, it's fucking yoga mat. It's got too much. <laughs> it's, yoga it's, no, it's got too much sugar for it to qualify well, yeah. as bread. The sugar to flour content is roughly five times too high to qualify as bread. You know what? Okay, so remember the whole Jared days when it was like him like opening up his pants, being like how much weight I lost. I'm sorry. I ate Is that before, before he, he went to jail for child he, porn. Uh, child porn before he started looking up child porn. Whatever. Like okay, that that shit. happened like south of here. He's uh, from Bloomington. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. His big weight loss was at IU. Okay. Just, just like their, their food is gross. It's disgusting. Like I've, I've Indiana. I haven't eaten here Indiana, in a couple of years. Indiana, we're all for you. We will fight for the cream and crimson for the glory of old IU. Are you? Never daunted, we never falter in the battle. We're tried and true. Indiana, 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 we're all for you. Ba, 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 ba. Are you? Jesus Christ. All right. So there, there was a time in my life where. I was thinking about where do I want to live? Drunk man, drunk Michael without Brad. I wound up fun. here. Yeah, you did. From fucking Tennessee, so it was really kind of a lateral move. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. Inconceivable. What else you got, buddy? Um, something about bread. Uh, um, on vacation, right? No Did bread. You guys hear not that, bread. Um, <laughs> um, study reveals that the chemicals in McDonald's fries may cure baldness. No. What? Okay. Where, where that is, explains my lack of hair loss. Is that from, from fucking BuzzFeed? ABC like, that Seven Chicago dot com. Where news comes first comes bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? So, uh, scientists from Japan said that the chemical that adds to the fries. The fucking Japanese man. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they've been busy this year apparently. Um, yeah. Keep the cooking oil from from frothing up. Frothing. Oh, they don't want gross. the frothing. I hate God, that, that word. That so word much. is up there That's with the moist. Worst word, like moist and frothing. Froth is just, just fucking gross. When when hey, they Michael, tested Michael, Michael, what? My lines are frothing. Oh God, <laughs> frothing. Can you imagine well, if that'd be your last erection for a month? <laughs> imagine if semen was frothy. No. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll get it done, but that's that's just. I'll get it done, but it'll take a out. minute. Gives <laughs> a whole new meaning to a nice head. <sighs> I'm just thinking about like the froth that comes on like when you pour a soda too fast, like it just froths up. It's all gross and fluffy and disgusting. Ugh. That's me. Uh, yeah, I'm the head on the soda. Fluffy and disgusting. <laughs> fluffy and disgusting. <laughs> so they tested this chemical on. <laughs> they they uh. <laughs> So true. They tested this this chemical on mice, and the mice apparently they were bald mice. I'm not sure why they had this. But the mice, mice. Uh, regrew hair. Is running mice? I didn't, I didn't know that's a thing. Is that a recessive gene? Stuart Little. So the mice. Little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Stuart Little regrew his hair. Yeah. Um, 
Apparently, what they're calling hair follicle germs. I don't know. <laughs> the next step would be to try on human skin cells. So there's some guy in McDonald's right now just dipping his head in the fry vat. Just housing them. Yeah. Wait, dipping his head or his head? Well, well, his, the top of his bald head. Well, I mean, I can't get out of this one. No. No, no you're done. His head on his shoulders. Yeah. All right, what head. else we got? Between his, it's fucking nine eighteen. <laughs> your hair is so stupid. What? <laughs> Mine? <laughs> your hair is so stupid. <laughs> Man, your hair. Shit. I didn't do anything to it. Today, all right. I didn't. I didn't put any product. We in know. It. <laughs> I did. I did we shave. Tell. I did shave. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> do that again. All right. I, I showered for, for you people. I did too. Literally yeah. five minutes before you got here. I work from home, so I don't really have to shower. But I showered for you. Michael. Basketball. Stop it. Yes. So small. Yes, I love it. They smell good when he washed them with a bourbon body wash. I do have bourbon hair. You wash your balls in bourbon body wash? No, I have bourbon hair shampoo. Body body wash. Last time you used it, I make a body wash today. No, I did. We can't tell that. Dude, right before he got here. Well, like you and I were here setting up. Matt was, I was there scrubbing naked his nuts. scrubbing myself down. It's not long lasting, apparently. He Probably not. Is any shampoo? Well, besides Old Spice, which just like, literally gives me rashes and that's shit. What I use. I use Old Spice. It's I can't use Old Spice. It fucking gives me rashes and shit. No, oh. because it's so strong. More proof that I'm superior to you. Well, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. All right. If you're gonna be racist. <clears throat> No, no one brought that into the picture here. No, no one said that. God damn! Fuck you! You're such an idiot. Yeah, back that up. Back it up. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I would always say that to you. All right. And apparently the whole internet. Whatever. Is your news story over? Yeah, my news story's over. You want to read? Uh, what are you doing? A page so from that. God damn it! It is fucking nine twenty. Oh, I want to go to bed. Shut up. Um, I got like four hours of sleep last night. You're already there. You're already in bed in your mind, so just shut up. Um, I thought I would read. Is that Magnum P.I. on the back of that? Is it? It looks like Magnum fucking P.I. It's Tom Selleck, who is super hot, by the way. It literally is Magnum P.I. Holy shit. Okay, we get it. What's he doing (laughs) on the back of that? He's got insurance to sell. So okay, so I'm I'm gonna read from. What is he selling? God, he up. tells what you shut your ass up. What's he selling? Oh my just, god, just going to the interview. So okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the October. Please don't Skywalk. What is he selling? Um, reverse I, I actually know that reverse thing. mortgages. That's what A-A-G. he sells. Yeah. So when we were at Royal King, I bought a far, a two, 2021 almanac. Yeah, so, I really wish you hadn't. And we're back. Go for go for it. <laughs> Okay. Ignore drunk oh. Michael. <clears throat> oh. No, I, I am not the one who's drunk here. Let's no, me, Michael, okay, me yeah, as in exactly. drunk. I am drunk Michael. So, okay, the farmer's calendar for October says, the summer birds are gone. The last robin, bluebird, swallow has surreptitiously decamped. <laughs> swallow. <laughs> <laughs> the swallow decamped. In the spring. They arrive in big, noisy no, flights. Don't do that throat noise. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> I just want to say this almanac is fucking stupid. Like I have read. No, through. that is that has been no, around since dumb. fucking like, Benjamin you know, like Franklin. The farmer's almanac. Didn't Benjamin Franklin invent that well, shit? But he's he's, he's dead. dead now. He's he's been gone for a long okay, time. Okay, it's like, literally been around for two hundred some have, years. Well, so are a lot of shitty things. So. Well, I mean, there is. Yeah, that's true. But like, just Tom, Tom Selleck has also been around. For how to make a field. <laughs> Here's an entire section called how to make a field in the farmer's almanac. Field? The fields, I'm sure, are already there. Right. I what? mean, who's like, you know what? You know what? We don't have a field. Well, let's go. Fu- let's go make a field. The field's already fucking there. Go find one. Well, God, they got to they got to grade them. The, the outdoors the is dumb. It's overrated. Outdoors is dumb. Yes, it's dumb. What? That's a bad opinion. Does Does Joel know this or? Well, I've I've. He knows how I feel about camping in the outdoors. He knows You've been I've, camping like four times. It's since been you, more than that. Yes, I know. Yes, it's. I mean, love. So makes you've determined things that you never thought were possible. Camping sucks. I fucking hate camping. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I will say that we had a really good time. I All the other, like everything other than the sleeping, I'm perfectly fine with. Fuck camping. When we went with your your wife and, yes. and the Casey's and all that. We're a much really better person than me. Good time. That's that is so true. That is very true. The whole time I was thinking, like, I can't believe this angel married that ghoul. Right. Like, I just how I know that? how charming, how fucking charming was I? She was so like fun and interesting. Yes. And bright and, like, all how fucking things. charming had I, did I have to be to, to land that? I, I mean, we don't know yet. Like, we, we, well, no, it's been twenty two years. I think we know that. That I was charming? that charming. Yes. No. No. I, I'm still not concerned that she wasn't like drugged or hit on the head or something. Well, it's been 22 years. I think she would have recovered by now. That's. I mean, do you know what amnesia? It's how it's amnesia it's works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and shove it up your butt. Okay. Are we done? Can we go into the interview now? Um, no. Uh, no. God damn it. Dude, we're it's gonna, we're 930. Music music it's segment. 926. Oh, that's right. Music time. Music time. We're going to play some music songs. Michael, what do you got? So, just for fun. So I, I oh, I'm gonna play your shit, don't I? I have yep. been going back to my old music loves from back in the early 2000s, and just to kind of like my fall, like cozy up and try to reminisce stuff. Who remembers the song "Wait for You" by Elliot Yamin from back in 2007? What was it called? Um, "Wait for You." This is not the one I had. Oh, yeah. Elliot Yamin, yeah, yes. he was on American oh, Idol. I just want to say this song. If you were looking for love in two thousand and seven, um, this. <laughs> I mean, who wasn't? <laughs> I mean, my when I my little gay heart was on fire when I heard this song. Uh, it's just such an oldie. It's just so like, it just makes you want to cry and like just hug things. It just I don't know. Just makes my little gay heart happy. So. I got a fucking fight. I didn't have that one queued up. Every single time. I didn't have it queued up. I had the other one queued up. (laughs) God damn it. What song is this? Wait for you. There we go. All right. I want to wait for you. No. Pretty sure that's not how it goes. Oh, yes. Me playing table For all piano. the lovers out there. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I never felt nothing in the world like this before. Now I'm missing you and I'm wishing you would come back through my door. Ooh. 
Why did you have to go? You could have let me know. So now I'm all alone. Girl, you could have stayed, but you wouldn't give me a chance. Yeah, girl. You're not around. <laughs> more than I can stand. Wait, wait. Girl? And all my tears stay. I support heterosexual love. Why did you turn away? Well, that's good to know. So yeah. Why is your pride make you run and hide? Are you that afraid of me? But I know it's a lie what you keep inside. This is not how you want it to be. Okay. So baby, I will wait for you. Cause I don't know what mm. else I uh. can do. He was edging. Is what he was edging. Oh, oh God, man, that God, song! Don't ever say that again. I I would walk down the street like at night and sing that song on top of my lungs, like when I was like what twenty years old. Oh my gosh, that song! Oh, All yes. right, what's your other one? Um, so this was a good one. Cheat codes. Um, yeah. All right. Fetty Wap. CVBC. Yeah. Or, or um, CVBZ. But he was Wap before um, it was. Feels great. It's a else. really good song. Um, my yeah. boyfriend Joel told me about it a couple like a, like a month ago. It's just a really fun song. It's kind of like if you if you just want to like put something on when you're getting dressed, when you want to feel good about yourself. It's just a really good fun song. So hit it. Anytime. Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Man, Apple Music sucks. It just takes forever to connect, man. So good. That's awesome. All right. Uh, found this dude this week. I really week. enjoyed that. Found this dude this week. Uh, Amore, let's go with Amore Bay. A-M-O-R-E. And then B-E-Y. The, so it's hip-hop R&B, I guess, is what you would call it. Soul, mm. maybe, a little bit. Uh, just a good mishmash. The album is called Flow of Life. Uh, we'll just go with the title track, Flow of Life. I probably should play like five seconds before I stop talking because it takes forever to Apple connect for some reason. There we go. Flow of life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'ma set this hard work on payoff. Uh, yeah. Hard work on payoff. Mama set this hard work on payoff. Michael, you might actually like this. It reminds me of a little bit of the dude you played last week. Yeah. I ain't holding back no more. Queen on my side like Betty Shabazz. Know who you are. Focus, go inside. Queen on my side like Betty Shabazz. Know who you are. Focus, go inside. Great. 
You like it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really just the good. whole album is really kind of like. It's good. That's a variation to it, like some yeah. R&B in there, and love it. I got the real flow. Yeah, really digging that. I just literally found it like two days ago, man. Really digging that love album. It. Sweet. All right, Mikey B, what you got? Uh, so I, I have a, a playlist. I, I uh, keep the pastor's music segment playlist is what I've got. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks ago, I was perusing uh, the perusing, perusing, Ugh. perusing uh, my Discover Weekly, which is like a curated list of uh, um, songs that Spotify thinks I would like. Sure. Um, and, and I find a lot of interesting. Which is how you found our guest this week. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, no. so I heard a song on there. I immediately put it to this playlist. And uh, consequently, that person is going to be on the podcast here shortly. Um, so I want to, where did I, I literally clicked on my other playlist. Hold on. Give me one second here. Uh, okay. Um, so um, I, I want to play a little bit of, of three songs. Uh, from yeah, hammer that beer back, buddy. <laughs> Ariel Astoria. So I listened to this, uh, sent it to Sarah, and uh, just just really loved it. Um, I'm gonna play uh, like so. It starts out with her talking, um, but I really encourage everyone just to go listen to these songs so on, on Spotify or Apple Music, wherever you can find it. Yep. Um, so this one is the first one. Just like this was the one that was on the Discover Weekly. So. Uh, this is magic in your bones. So I was driving and then um, all of a sudden I just started humming and I often say that the writing process is like spilling for me but sometimes songs also do that and so I'm driving and all of a sudden this melody just plays over and over again in my head and it, it sounded like and I just kept humming it and my fiance was like what are you singing and I was like I don't know Shh. there's magic there's magic in your bones there's magic in your eyes there's magic swimming Oh, around in your, in your mind, there's magic in you, there's magic in me, there's magic so It kind of starts out with her explaining the song, and then I love it goes so into magic in more her, her singing with the music. And then at the three minute mark, it goes more into like the uh, spoken word. I'm one third poet. I'm two fourth perfectionist. I'm all the same song. Chaotic, frazzled, and indecisive. I can be moody. Yeah. So I, I heard that song and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Send it mm. to Sarah. She loved it as well. Um, and then uh, about a week later, I was like, I was still listening to Magic regularly. Um, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to check out her. Um, her stuff on her, her her other stuff, and then I heard "Remember Her," and this is the one where I was like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. Oh my god! So I'm gonna it's play a little amazing. bit of that. Amazing. <clears throat> Say her name. Say her name. Say her name. 
say her name Brianna Brianna Oh Brianna Say her name Where is her Protest Where is Where is her protest Where is the rage burning for the female body Not televised, not recorded Her death, not a silent act a violent exchange of bullet to skin eight times her screams her cries still echoing in the walls of an apartment once home now a battleground she was a brief moment a hashtag her life a brief moment the fury diminished to fumes her murderers home sitting comfortably her body home sitting on rest underground do not forget about the black woman do not forget about the chest that kept Fuck. you the hands that helped yes. you I, I don't want to even that's like go listen to the song that's a hard listen it is a really hard and it gets it just flattens you it, especially in the end i don't want to spoil the ending yeah go listen to it it's, right now seriously yeah. pause go listen remember her ariel astoria um go listen to it um and then her her latest signal which is human how much more blood will be shed and how much more life will be taken and how much louder do we need to scream we are human we are human i should not have watched the video I should not have clicked the hashtag trail that led me to your tombstone. I should have grieved you as distant black woman, but I cannot stay distant black woman when anger and hurt and fear all make parading music inside this chest. I did not have the sound on. I did not want to hear your pleas or their yelling lies into your identity. I only saw white holding on to black bear while still, while still trying to prove though big not a threat my body heaved forward when i saw the way the bullet on yep. your 37 years so <sighs> man yeah it's Ugh. that's not easy it's no. it's, it's not easy listening it's so it's so powerful and so um timely yeah. um what, what she's yes. saying um, so seriously, go listen to, to her entire catalog, mm -hmm. um, on whatever, uh, outlet you find, uh, Ariel Astoria.com. Um, oh, so, so beautiful. Yep. She's got books out. She's got, um, merch out with like mugs and shirts and stuff. Um, yeah. Support her, support what she's doing. Um, and I'm so... So, so I, I followed her on Twitter um, and uh, immediately knew that it, like she's someone we needed to talk to. I wanted to talk to. Yeah, um, I'm glad you and did. And our audience needed to hear from. Yep. Um, 
So that led, led us to our, our foofy for tonight. So having started in the competitive slam world, world of spoken word uh, poetry in 2012, Ariel then branched out as a freelance contracted poet in 2015. Ariel has shared her work through spoken word and themed keynote talks with companies such as Google, So Far Sounds, Lululemon, Dress Ember, TEDx, the Skims campaign by Kim Kardashian and more. She has consecutively emceed annual conferences such as Yellow Conference for Creative and Entrepreneurial Women, Hair Camp, a conference for hairstylists in the industry, um, and Anchored in Love for Teenage Girls uh, featuring surfer Bethany Hamilton. Ariel has led writing and social media and self-acceptance workshops in various settings ranging from students to professional development spaces. Ariel is the co-author of two self-published uh, collections of poetry, Vagabonds and Zealots, which came out in 2014, Write Bloody, Spill Pretty, which came out in 2017. Um, I say the first one came out in 2014? Yes. Okay. Um, which both can be found on Amazon.com. In 2016, she released her EP of poetry and music titled Symphony of a Lioness, which can be found on iTunes, Apple Music, and Spotify. Uh, when she's not on stage or on the road, she can... You can also find Ariel being interviewed by uh, podcasters, um, writing, and she can... <laughs> like <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, she said various well-known podcasts. Uh, I don't, uh, not us. Not us. Um, <laughs> acting and modeling, uh, she is with Bicoastal MGMT LA and uh, Role Models MGMT. Um, yeah. So this is our conversation with Ariel. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't mean to cut. Anybody have any closing thoughts before we? No, that's, that's fantastic. All right, let's go. Yes. Further, it's awesome. Further. It is very awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Further up. Further in. Yeah. Yeah. Ariel Astoria, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> she's on video. Clearly, yes. she's here. I, I, I can see she's here. Uh, I, it's just, I, I, we do it every time, and I have to do it. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, a little a, a little reason why, why you're on the podcast. Background. And, and who, who the hell do I think I am? Um, so a while back, I was on Spotify on uh, Discover uh, Weekly, and your song magic came on that playlist it was recommended by spotify based on other things that i listened to yeah. um yeah. loved it i sent it to uh, my partner she loved it um it mm -hmm. was just it, it's phenomenal she um she absolutely loved it and then um so i was listening to it several times and then i was like i need to listen to more of this um and then i listened to your song uh remember her is that is that right remember her yeah. and i w i got freaking goosebumps as i was listening yeah. to it. i was like oh my gosh so immediately bought both your books um and followed you on twitter and then <laughs> when i saw on twitter that uh who you're interacting with you're like science mike um hillary mcbride audrey Assad, austin channing mm -hmm. um i was just like we we need to talk 
we got I got I, I've got to get to know you more. Um, just just to clarify, Michael isn't actually a stalker. I am a stalker, even though he plays I'm, one on the podcast. No, I'm I'm legit. I'm I'm legit uh, fanboying, if you will. So I was like, Honored. what what are the chances she'll say yes to an interview? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for your art, for your work. Um, and I wanted to start off with that. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who who yeah. are you? Yeah, my name is Arielle Astoria. I am a poet, a speaker, an author, a creative. There's like a drop down of a lot of different things um, in there as well. I am born and raised in the Bay Area. I moved to the Los Angeles area in 2010 for college, and I stayed and fell in love with the sun. Um, I don't think I'm made for under 75 degree weather, so I, <laughs> I stayed here. And um, I studied psychology in theater at Azusa Pacific University and then I graduated and um, yeah I kind of went from the get-go I graduated and I was like I'll just spend the next year as a creative um, and here we are almost six years later and um, I'm still I'm still doing that so yeah that's awesome um, you, you you may be the first model we have had on the podcast um, <laughs> I, excuse me I'm on here every week oh, give me a break Come on, you set that up. I'm not going to. I'm not going to swing at that. I was going to say hand or foot model, but I've seen your hands and feet. <laughs> That's a fair point. Gross. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, okay, so. Uh, and we're all in the same room. I don't know if that's important to you, but we are. If we're looking away, we're looking at each other. It's yeah. This is. Um, so, how how did you get into into that aspect of things? Yeah, that was mostly through. Honestly, Instagram for the most part. I mean, I like being behind the camera. Um, for Instagram, it was really hard to convey that I was a poet, uh, specifically a spoken word poet. I also am very aesthetically driven. Um, so a lot of the videos I did for churches or for events, the videos were always like smoke and like dark and it just didn't fit who I am as a person so I would just never post them um and a lot of my best friends are photographers so I would do like campaigns and different things for them and then post those pictures on my own page and then it uh, eventually people started you know can we send you things so this one brand in Canada was like can we send you a swimsuit and I was like sure so they sent me this like box of swimsuits and I was like I literally don't get in the water so I, I'm not entirely sure what I'm supposed to do with it um, but then I would like post it and things like that. And then they asked me to come on their first, cam- one of my first campaigns, um, which was in Portugal because they apparently don't like beaches in the United States. So I did three campaigns with them all in different countries. So oh, when I started wow. out, I started out as like, um, a f- international model, which is like really funny. <laughs> um, yeah. So it kind of sprinkled from there. And then I got signed by an agency. Um, my love, my first love is acting. Um, so I was on a lot of like backstage and LA casting already as an actor. And then I was found through one of those pages, um, by a, by a modeling agency based in New York and boutique out here in LA. And then I got signed with them. And my first campaign with them was a scrub shoe um, that you cannot find 
anywhere. Um, <laughs> and that was really cool. And it just kind of trickled from there. So it started with Instagram and then getting signed. And I love it. I love storytelling through photos, but it's not something I pursue actively. Um, I'm a words person at my core. And so I'd rather be on stage. I'd rather be writing things. Um, but it pays ridiculously well. So <laughs> sign me. that's awesome. Um, okay. So let's talk about your song, uh, magic. Um, it's, it's a wonderful mix of commentary, um, song, uh, spoken word. It, it feels so raw. And I think that's what made me, it was like, this is different. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the process of writing and recording that song and yeah. your choices of, of what, why did you lay it out the way that you did? Cause it's so great. Thank you. The origin of the poem itself started, um, I used to be a teaching artist for a few years. And as a teaching artist, I taught specifically incarcerated and rehabbed youth um, in the LA area. And so I went in as a poet, um, a teacher poet for them and made them talk about their feelings and how to process them through poems. And so we were doing a prompt. It was an I am poem. And I added a different element to it where I said, you have to introduce ingredients about who you are. So one third of this or two thirds of this. So in the poem, I say I'm one third poet and two fourths perfectionist and so I always write with them um, and it was kind of a really fun prompt that I literally made up right before I walked into class and so I was like yeah I'll write this and so I wrote it in class with them and I was like I kind of actually really like this piece and so I sat with it I started performing at different places I did a lot of so far shows here in the LA area and different open mics and things like that and so started performing it and then much later was driving in the car with my partner and now husband. And um, I, I sometimes in the same way that I spill poems, melodies will sometimes come as well. Um, and so I'm driving and I just hear the melody in my head. And I was like, all right, this is okay. Something's happening here. I now <laughs> respond to the download is what I call it sometimes. And so I'm like, okay, so all noise must be turned off. So I turned off the radio and I just keep hearing it in my head and I start humming it. And um, John was like, what are you seeing? I was like, I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I, I, <laughs> It's my new song. Like, duh. You know, like be quiet. And so I kept humming it. And then, and then I just started, there's magic in, there's, there's magic in your bones. And then eventually I was like, okay, I have to record this now. So I like turn on my voice memo and I just started recording the piece and then I started performing them together. Um, and so when it came to recording the poem, I wanted, I wanted those who are listening to be a part of that story um, yeah. I wanted them to be in the car with me um, when it was happening. I wanted it to be storytelling. I love the movie Her um, and Moonlight Song is like one of my favorite songs in that movie. And so a lot of it was kind of replicated off of that with a mix of like the way Emma Stone monologues in La La Land um, of like this interactive um, textural story experience. And so I was like, how can we put that in a recording? You know, like yeah. I want people to feel like they're in the room with us. Um, and so it came out perfectly. Like there's like just a little hint of like record playing, scratching. There's like little 
pieces of rain. I wanted it to feel very nostalgic um, and very um, storyteller-like. And um, yeah, and then at the same time, make it feel like people were in the process with me, which I really love doing. Yeah, that it. it uh, I can't say how much I love that song. It's so good. Um, I feel like, and then your, your two most recent singles, it's just like you've, you've tapped into something here that is so raw and needed in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, 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 it's just phenomenal. Can I, can I ask something? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned, I'm going to take a break from the song aspect and you mentioned mm-hmm. you were, you did work with incarcerated youth and did use poetry. How did you get into that work and how was that, how was that received that, that technique? Wow. My first job was a teaching artist, but as a theater teacher. So I was working with um, inner city youth in like the Inland Empire doing theater with them. So I had like fifth graders memorizing sonnets and rapping them. And it was like, (laughs) and then that kind of trickled into over the past like six years, my most corporate or consistent jobs have been a teaching artist. I didn't want to do work. And that didn't pay me to do or be who I already was. And so I kept finding myself with these different nonprofits is usually what they're based out of. And so then I found um, this nonprofit, which was really crazy because I just spent two weeks in Rikers um, with a different nonprofit um, doing poetry, a group of women in that setting. And so I, I applied for the job before I left got back and I had no idea that it was incarcerated youth, got back from my interview and they were like, do you have any experience, you know, with, with uh, delinquent youth? And I was like, <laughs> um, actually, you know, like I just got back from Rikers, you know? Um, <laughs> and so had like this really immediate connection to what was happening. My mom has worked at like our homeless shelter for years. Um, doing the after school program and things like that. So I'd always been around um, a special type of kid. I call them the kids whose wings have been cut by society. Um, I've Mm -hmm. always been around that type of child and I've always wanted to um, tap into something with them. And so a lot of them were teenagers um, and it was really hard at first uh, to be (laughs) in a room and be like, I'm your poetry teacher, you know, and like, you're trying to get teenagers to do poetry. Come on. That can't be that hard. Exactly. And it's like, I mean, in that setting, I was already liked because I was younger and because I was black. Um, There wasn't a whole lot of that in these settings. Um, And so kids already saw that type of connection with me. And then when I got to the point where we're like, okay, we're going to write morning pages and it's one page of stream of conscious. And they're like, what, but what do I write? I'm like, whatever you whatever's on the top of your head Mm -hmm. and I mean some of the stuff that they would process just from their dreams just from the last conversation they had so it was like pulling teeth until it was like (laughs) in the room I play the music and they know exactly what to do and they go into this this space that was like so magical to watch Um, and the things that they created um was I mean, still incredible. I still have some recordings of them on my computer and I listen to it sometimes because I miss them. And um, yeah, it was really incredible um, and really hard. Um, And I just transitioned out last last February because life was getting a little too busy and I couldn't be present in the room as much as I wanted to. And so but I've always had like a very specific place in my heart for, for teaching. I love that because Michael and I both and Brad worked with um, we were youth ministers, youth pastors. Um, yeah. So we've not worked with that level of delinquency, probably, but we've we've definitely worked with our share of uh, interesting, interesting teenagers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, there's just there's just something 
there's just like as you're talking, it's it's totally resonating with my experience with these kid with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just have a heart. You just your heart just goes to them. You're like, especially kids in that circumstance. Like they've been society has just kicked them to the curb, and they've had not, they haven't had the the type of um, chances, I guess, that mm-hmm. a lot of kids have. And so I, I don't know. I just I just really resonate with your heart for that because that. That's what got me into youth ministry. That's what kept me in uh, probably longer than people wanted me to. Certain people wanted me to be in it. It, it kept me in it until they made me go away, basically. Um, yeah. And still to this day, it's something I, if I were to ever go back and in, into professional ministry, it would be with students. That, that's where I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway, it's, it's beautiful what you just said. So I, I have a question for you. First of all, your, your music is just... Man, I mean, I had a 15-minute drive to come here and listen to a bunch of it on the way, and it just, it slayed me. It was just so beautiful. It's like you, you put your heart on the table, and everybody can see it. It's just so raw and exposed and beautiful. Yep. So my question to you is this. In, in your music writing process, one thing I like so much about what you do is you balance the power of the lyrics with underlying music that you have. And I feel like people struggle with how do I keep the lyrics pure and keep the messaging and what's going on and keep the heart in it without having to be overpowered by, by the music that you're playing to support it. So what's your process for knowing just the right amount of instrumentals and things to put in there to, to keep yeah. the lyrics so pure? Yeah. A lot of that is, is my producers or my friends who are composing the music. Mm-hmm. So there are some moments where like with remember her and like with magic, I, I, the melody found me first. Um, yeah. So for that, yeah. they just kind of add the synth or add the texture to it or add whatever, mm-hmm. you know, may be involved in it. Um, my poem human is the same way, which was, is recently just released as well. So those melodies all existed already um, and the poem existed already. And then, so the, the musician and my producer just kind of went with that. Um, then in all the other cases, the poem existed first. So I kind of just like send the little voice memo. And I'm like, what do you, what make, what does this make you feel? You know, mm-hmm. um, how, what does this make you think of? Um, or I'm very intentional of like, here are three songs that I want it to resemble. Mm. Um, can you do something with <laughs> that? So there are some moments where I have a very specific um, sound in my head or a specific mm-hmm. melody in my head, like for Remember Her, I was like, okay, I'm going to sing into the poem, into singing. And as the women are speaking, I want to hum into it. So how can we do that? You know, so that's kind of how that process goes. And so it's a lot of their mastermind and their ability to hear the things. I'm not, I can't always hear or or adequately express what I'm hearing. I'm just like, I want it like twinkle eyes with just like a little fade out with the pause and then come back in with the twinkle eyes and then add like a ch- <laughs> <laughs> So And they're like, absolutely. So I get to work with some really uh, phenomenal humans who understand um, mm-hmm. my verbiage, which is really awesome. But a lot of it is them being the musicians and being mm-hmm. um, the very specific musicians that they are and being able to take what I'm saying to them and put that into actually something that is constructive. Yeah. Awesome. And I also think it shows an important part, what you just said shows an important aspect of creativity that a lot of, I I just sort of thought of as you're talking about this, that creativity happens in community. 
Like yeah. there, there's very few people that are making yeah. art on their own without some feedback, without some input, without some production, without, you know, somebody else coming and going, how about you try this? It, it, mm-hmm. I, and even if it's not made in community, it's also, it, it can be a result of community. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's some aspect of community involved in, in it in some way, shape or form. And I just, right. I really love that idea. Well, yeah, to your point with that, collaborative. You, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, with, you have to have trust there, right? Because you, you're taking your lyrics mm-hmm. that, that are so deep and important to you. You're trusting somebody else to, to, to give it wings, to give it flight. Right. So yep, I absolutely agree with that. Amazing. Yeah. It's very collaborative for sure. I think even of the process of from the actual words itself, if I, if I'm believing that these are words that to an extent I'm being given, you know, Mm -hmm. by God, by the divine, then it turns into this continuous collaborative effort of who, of the music, of the people who are contributing their voices, you know, of this and of that. And so there's this very um, unity aspect to it and it Mm -hmm. can't be only me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the small seed or I'm the ripple, um, but then it turns into a, a wave, if you will. So, yeah. So you mentioned this God fellow, um, or, or female or it or whatever. Um, can you just, if you feel comfortable doing it, can you just tell us about your spiritual background? Like where, how you grew yeah. up and where kind of you are now just as a yeah. kind of, cause I know it feeds into your, your poetry and your creativity and your music and all that. Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? Um, no, <laughs> as I, much time as you want. I am a Baptist pastor's kid. Um, and still one. Um, and so that is my background. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad went to seminary when I was about 13 or so. Uh, we all moved to seminary campus to live there <laughs> um, in the Bay Area while my dad finished school. Um, and so I've always been in the church, um, sometimes Pentecostal, some, a lot of evangelical. Um, and it, it, went to Azusa Pacific, so chapels three times a week, maybe three times if you're really into that. Oh, I'm having, I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so that, that has been the last 27 so ish years of my life. I am in a space where, um, who and what God is, is expanding entirely yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that started, um, when I was really, involved in churches, speaking poetry, um, writing poems at women's conferences. And at the same time, I was still growing as an individual, you know, and and as a person. And so I started to really wrestle with one, why aren't there more women on stage? Two, if they Mm -hmm. are, they get pregnant, they leave. Um, Three, why is it, I mean, my, for my, for Baptists, it's can women lead, you know, can mm-hmm. women yep. speak? And that is my whole existence, oh, you know? That's, so that's, not, ju- that's not just Baptists. <laughs> yeah, really wrestled with that of like, why wouldn't we, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't understand why that's a question. So all these little things started mm-hmm. to, um, if you will, poke holes yep. in, in the foundation and, um, then I married a man who asks a lot of questions um, and who <laughs> explores a lot of things. And that terrified at me at first because it was like, we're unequally yoked, you know, like, <laughs> um, I yep. and, um, and he is, he is, he's, he questions, you know, he asks questions, you know, like that is just so unheard of, you know, but I, I didn't necessarily find myself in a space where I could ask questions. And so when yeah. we met, um, I was like, oh, 
shit. Like you're, I don't know what, but like you're, you're about to flip a lot of things upside down for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really terrifying and also really um, exciting all at once. And I didn't know how or what, but there were little things that I had been like keeping in my heart and in my head that I didn't feel like I could say out loud. And here he was like yelling it from the mountaintop. <laughs> so like, so I'm like, bitch, we can't, we can't say that. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm in process. Um, I'm awesome. still, mm-hmm. as I like to say, unfolding, um, mm-hmm. but I am starting to explore and see God in ways that don't fit within pews um, or four walls. And so that is kind of in my background but I still think there is an orchestrating and there is a rhythm happening that mm-hmm. is bigger than us and if I call that God right now then I call that God and if it's a he then it's a he if it's a she then that make, totally makes sense um and so <laughs> <laughs> I love that that was that was a mic drop yeah that whole damn thing was a mic drop amazing. I love it yes I, I, I'm I'm your poetry and just your work in general reads so much like that because people who question, I'm, I'm one of those two who have grown up in that and are now questioning are just, it's the discovery process of who am I, who I relate to God and the world. It just comes exploding out of your work. It's, it's amazing to see. It's beautiful. Thank you. I think, I think for me, it was like, I, I didn't always know how to explain this divine thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, because I grew up in a very Baptist evangelical space, I wanted, I call it sneaky Jesus. Like I wanted. <laughs> I think like, we have a title for the episode. Perfect. But without Amazing. being like choked by it, you know, yep. or like you walk up to them and the first thing is like, do you know God? I'm like, it's more so like, who are you? What yeah. excites you? You know what? And so my first book that I self-published, actually I co-wrote with another author who called himself at the time a red letter Christian. And mm-hmm. so he was very vivid and exploratory in his language. He used a lot of cuss words in his poems. And um, I, at that time was like very not at that space. And so, but I still felt like we were supposed to write our book together. And and, um, when I did that, I got a lot of commentary that I had already ruined my career before it had even started. Um, And I didn't understand. I, I thought if I could express one way of knowing God and knowing knowing the divine and he expressed another way of knowing God and knowing the divine doesn't it matter that people just experienced it like I don't it's not really how but (laughs) just that it was experienced and so my parents affectionately call me their Christian liberal hippie child Um, (laughs) and I never fully understood that until now where I was in a lot of soulful spaces um, and not necessarily spiritual or Christian or, or just soulful. I think there's more to life than we can initially see And artists speak to that, you know, Um, regardless, I think artists are prophetic just in their own right and existence. We're not speaking to what was or what is we're speaking to what will be. And that's confusing for a lot of people. And so I think I've always sat in that space um, of like, there's something bigger. We have a lot of names for it, you know, but there is something bigger. Yeah. Um, your, your single "Remember Her." I want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> Michael's got stuff. Yes, he yes. wants to talk I've got about. A lot, I've got He's a lot chomping of at the bit. Yeah, I can yeah. see him. Um, so uh, <laughs> it's about Brianna Taylor, and it is breathtaking. Um, 
everyone should pause and go listen to this song. Um, can you talk about what prompted you to write this song and the importance of saying her name? Mm-hmm. Um, that piece came to me because when I found out about Brianna Taylor, I mean, I not that I had been numb to a lot of the other conversations, but it just just sits. It just you hear about it, you see the videos, and it just uh, it just sits there. But for me, being the oldest of five kids, mostly daughters, um, her death felt personal. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. It felt very like I was talking about and grieving a sister I'd never known. Um, and I, there was this campaign going around that you would buy birthday cards for her birthday and send it to the mayor. Um, and I'm in Rite Aid and I'm like, what the heck kind of birthday card do I get for a complete stranger who does not feel like a complete stranger? And so instantly it was like, get her a sister card, get her a card from and to a sister. So I got her a card and I'm writing in this card and I stopped to write this poem. Um, I just felt very affected by her. Um, and I say by her because I still think there's parts of her that are still living with us because there's this unrest um, to it. Um, and I don't know if we can rest or if she can rest until those things are solved. And so I felt like there's this very present existence um and i really to be honest wrestled with this because in a lot of the evangelical conversations um saying their name uh has a lot of conversation around it um and i i wanted it to be reflective i wanted it to be honoring um and i wanted it to be uncomfortable it's not a comfortable conversation and so the pauses um you know the build of women saying saying their names I wanted all that to be part of it I mean when I first heard the draft of it I like I was on my couch just sobbing Mm -hmm. um because it conveyed what I wanted to convey but it still I mean I felt it um even hearing you know my own words but really just hearing hearing the other women um I think there's power um, in, in speaking things, um, and I think there's power in speaking things over us, um, this conversation of speaking life, um, especially here when they are no longer with us. Um, we have the ability to carry out their names, um, to carry out the conversation, and to continue to disrupt um, is really what it is. And so, yeah, I wrote that poem to her almost, was like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. Um, And I think of the 27th year of my life and that being the most monumental. Um, That's when I met my partner. That's when everything spiritually just got flipped upside down for the most part. And I just, that year shook me. And to imagine someone not being able to have a year that shaped them into fullness really, really rocked me. And so, yeah, her death felt very personal, which is why I wrote that piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we can we take a break? Like, <laughs> everyone, no. Gosh, I, everyone needs to listen to that song. Everyone needs yes, to do. to say her name. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of these um, victims of uh, a corrupt system. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's and that's a, after I heard that song, I was like, 
I have to know. I I I want to be able to, in some small way, uh, amplify mm-hmm. that song. Mm-hmm. It's so so important and so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I think your 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 latest single, Human, also kind of, uh, it touches on a lot of those feelings and that raw emotion and that vulnerability. Um, it, it it's a mix of vulnerability and pure fire in your veins um mm. what what was it that you were finally just like fuck it i have to say this yeah that i wrote human in 2016 um and that was kind of not the first um but the first we were really seeing the extent of the police brutality because I mean, we had actual videos yeah, of it yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I I'm I come from a, a black family, you know? And so I was like sitting, I was sitting with that poem, I was sitting with that word. And at that time I was really like, I'm not, I cannot write this. Um, I don't think I fought a piece as much as I fought human. Um, and I still have a hard time performing it uh, because it, it, it literally depletes me um, mm-hmm. yeah, every yeah. time and I'm like shaking. And so it's a very, um, it has a very secret space on its own. Um, and I wanted it to be personal because what I kept finding the disconnect was, um, was that there was a disassociation um, that these lives were not connected to our own or not connected to each other. And so for someone who, you know, even more so now than than then, who people felt like they just knew because of Instagram, because of watching me on stage, I wanted to kind of shatter that um, third wall a little bit, if you will, with that poem. And like, just do you feel this now? Mm-hmm. Um, do you understand this now? Like someone who you hold to a high respect, someone that you see and admire um, is now speaking to this thing that you have most likely been disconnected or standoffish or aloof to. Can, do you feel it now? Um, do you see it now? And and then that melody too um, was one of the first songs actually that that were downloaded um, of just of just. Um, and I didn't want to sing it, so I'm not singing on that piece. I couldn't sing it. Um, I had someone else sing it on that piece. And so we re-released it um, on iTunes because it's only lived on on YouTube. So there is a video, and that's where it lived. And I was like, that's it. I can't, I can't do anything else with that. Um, and then I felt, especially in this time, I was like, it needs to be accessible to people. Um, and, and so that's why we re-released it. But that piece still has a very sacred space for me and a very uh, disorienting conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it it feels it's, it's so vulnerable and so honest Mm -hmm. and so cutting. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's great. I don't know what else to say. I know. Yeah. 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 Or sort of fail at some point. Right. Um, (laughs) So you've, you've, you've got a, a couple of books out that mm-hmm. are out now. Um, Vagabonds and Zealots is, is the, uh, first one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've already read both of them, by the way. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not messing around when I, when I, when I become a fan of something or someone, it goes all the way. And by fan, you mean stalker. Yes. Um, so, uh, so 
I assume it's you that says through poetry, God has showed you that you didn't have to be perfect, that mistakes and doubts were necessary to life and that, that God would love you regardless. I'm paraphrasing there a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Was that you? Um, I honestly, is that the first book? That That first book. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, my, I guess my question is regarding that concept. Um, how has um, writing um, and, and performing and, and sharing some of your innermost feelings, how has that shaped um, how you see the world? Mm. Yeah, I've, I've always uh, been a feeler, um, like teenage dreaming with a broken heart, like lights off laying on my floor, like for no reason kind of feeler. Um, like I, I don't know how not to be connected to my own deep capacity to feel, but also sometimes others inability to tap into their deep capacity or their deep capacity to feel. And so, um, for me, I think poems are how I love people. Um, they're how I see the world around me. Um, one of my favorite pieces that I wrote in the pandemic was being at a park and my watch was like telling me to breathe because I forget (laughs) apparently sometimes. And so I'm (laughs) sitting there and I'm breathing and then the grass is like moving super ferociously, but there's no wind. And then the trees are like moving and I'm like, what, what is happening? You know, and I start writing about this connectability between my breath, between the grass between leaves between trees and it's just like look at this thread of existence Mm -hmm. that is happening here do I have the power to to move these things no um but I'm a part of it you know and then as the trees are moving as the grass is moving they're singing you yes you are you know um and and so for me it's like it's this constant flow of, of seeing people. A lot of my poems come to me in conversation. Um, they come to me through song. So it's this constant engaging um, with what it means to be human um, and funneling that into words um, and into prose and into stanzas. Um, but I feel like it all kind of interlaces together. And I, I don't know if I intentionally do that. It just kind of happens more so. So I, I wanted to just ask you, your your poem, An Atlas of Curves, mm-hmm. man, that, <laughs> that spoke to me on so many levels um, as a person of color and as a plus person of color. I've dealt mm-hmm. with body image all my life and mm-hmm. um, shame and just all of that. And I'm, I'm in a place this year where I'm learning how to accept and love myself for who I am right now. And your, your poem just met me right there. Um, it really spoke to me. And, you know, the, the last three um, paragraphs where it talks about, you know, show them if, if they clip your wings, they will grow back even more daunting than before. Um, and then pluck your, a feather off of your back and give it to them as a keepsake. It will be the reminder of the one too beautiful to box in. Uh, I, I just, how, how did that come to you? Because to me, that just... I mean, it flattened me. It's beautiful and mm. real, and it, it's inspiring. I, I want to know your thought for that. It's well, and on top of that, talk just talk about uh, body positivity in general. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, that specific piece, um, I mean, it's like me in college, like 
dudes were super weird. So I was like extremely single and friend zoned at every corner. <laughs> and it was just like this constant conversation of like, I'm built a lot like my dad. My dad is literally an ex football player. So that did a lot to a teenage girl's self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to college at a predominantly white university and that doing its own thing for a college girl's self-esteem. Um, and so for that poem specifically, it was this this constant um, daunting of being too much, too big, too this, too that. Yeah. Um, and it was more so, no, I'm not. I'm expansive. Um, and I, I love, love playing around oh with the conversation of wings. Yes. Um, because like, um, even like from the Enneagram to like anything, anything with the concept of ring, wings, I really love. Um, and it's only in unboxed, uncontained spaces can you fully have the wingspan um, that you're intended and designed to have. Um, and so a lot of the conditioning that happens with you're too this, you're too that, um, is the clipping of wings per se, you yeah. know? And so having that be this embracing of body, embracing of self, of like, take one off, because it'll grow back, you'll continue to expand, you'll continue to flourish, um, and leave that as a keepsake. Um, And that you just kind of think of any movie or any scene, and it's like, oh, the thing is gone. I know, because there's a shoe, there's a feather, there's a this, you know, and so that thing can't be contained anymore. That thing's not here for you to manipulate, for you to condition, for you to box in um, because it was too big for that in the first place. Um, and and that tying to an extent of body positivity, I'm, I'm definitely um, disorienting myself a little bit from that as it exists now um, because it's a very conflicted space. Body positivity started by um, people of color, by trans people of color, by that yes, black women and mm-hmm. that's not what it looks like anymore and so I'm I'm kind of finding myself um stepping out to educate myself more um and also positivity in itself leaves no room to feel like a potato um which sometimes happens in our journey of loving self and loving these homes that we get to call bodies and mm-hmm. so I I'd like to call it a um, self-love journey I think the goal is love loving ourselves and loving others. And, and it's a process. There is no, I made it, you know, I'm fine. I think I'm Beyonce 99% of the time, you know, like, <laughs> it's like you don't, sometimes you feel like a potato and then there are some days where you're like, I'm Beyonce. And it, it's a balance and you need both sometimes. I, I love it. Both. I love it so, so much. Um, that's kind of where that conversation comes from. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Um, did you, ha- did you happen to write the, uh, those who are hardest to love poem? did okay so i'm i apologize for this question in advance uh so you probably <laughs> but i'm gonna ask you yeah anyway. i'm gonna ask you. you you can pass if you like um so two years before uh donald trump was elected you published a poem uh called those who are hardest to love um why do we have to bring i <laughs> i mean God damn it man <sighs> he is at the top of my list of people that are hardest to love um <laughs> is is it possible who love someone who is so diametrically opposed to what you believe is so important or is, is that at w- what point do we just say screw you guy yeah. and, and that's like the that's the edited version i have stronger <laughs> words well i think to that question i would kind of 
poke a little bit and say there's a, there's a, um, an ability to love not within the same proximity as the person, right? Mm, I can love yeah. you from a from a distance yes. because that's <laughs> very very far exactly. distance. <laughs> yeah, and protecting my sanity, but like I can I can love you from a distance. So that it's really funny to associate that poem. Yeah. Um, with with Donald Trump, it's like I, <laughs> I mean, you wrote it before Donald Trump was like really yeah. even. You said you're mind. a prophet. Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> you called it. You called <laughs> it in 2014. I, I can I, love anyone. Here's Donald Trump. Oh. <laughs> oh, and I, I mean, and love is up for interpretation. Love, mm-hmm. there is an actual, you know, Merriam Dictionary ter, you know, um, actual definition for the word. But love in itself is like, uh, it depends on how you want to use it. Um, do I have to necessarily respect you in the decisions you make all the time when you love someone? No. You know, like, do I have to agree with half what you're saying? No. But from a distance, I can, I can, I can love you. And those who are hardest love was actually about um, guys who were very adamant who wanted to be with me, but were very adamant that they were the wrong person for me mm-hmm. or they were too bad or they were too much of a negative influence to love me. And so, and I was always drawn to that kind of person and that, um, and, and that's why I wrote that. But in any sense, I think there, there will always be seasons where people will be hard to us hard to swallow you know (laughs) there will always be people who are like i cannot fathom to be in the same room with you um Mm -hmm. so from a distance i will wish you well um and not associate myself or be in proximity with you because i truly cannot yeah well (laughs) isn't that kind of our duty as human beings is to Mm -hmm. you know uh despite how we feel about someone else and the choices that they're making still a human being and deserve some 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 basic considerations right and and what what you're saying is is exactly that like you can love someone from a distance mm-hmm. it's beautiful yeah are you talking yeah. about me michael yes i feel like you're talking about I'm, me I'm, I'm, i mean from here like timbuktu i like, thought we i thought <laughs> we were friends but whatever well, i mean <laughs> i guess love you buddy <laughs> yeah but from a distance yeah exactly yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Okay, I'm just here to derail shit. No, that's fine. That's, that's why it's I'm fine. here. Good um, job with that, man. So in, in Vagabonds and Zealots, you wrote a poem from the perspective of Coretta Sc- Scott King, uh, Martin Luther King's wife. Um, can you tell us about the process of, of writing that um, that poem? Yeah, I wrote that in high school, and it was actually a monologue. So I performed it oh, wow. Um, wow. once before. and so um that that piece I put in the book but before it had lived as, as an actual not a spoken word but as an actual monologue so I would put myself in the personality of Coretta Scott King and perform that that poem and I I, it, I wrote it in just a theater classes assignment um, of choosing a historical character and writing in the perspective of them. And I don't know why she spoke to me. I also have another one um, from Annette Till's mother's perspective. Um, and I just, I feel, I, as the oldest child, I feel very connected to the conversation of a mother. 
Um, I think I understand my mom in ways that my younger siblings probably can't um, and have put that into words. And so thinking about who Martin Luther King Jr. was to us as a society and thinking about like what just playing with the idea of what would it be like to be the woman who loved him you know like to be the woman who Mm -hmm. who literally every night you know heard him and and they I researched a lot about the different things that Coretta would say about Martin is what she called him um about him and just how you know he prayed every night and how she felt like sometimes God was giving him new scripture you know and so I put all that Mm. into the piece um and I just yeah that's kind of from my theater background of of learning and that piece I actually performed and that is the reason why I started doing spoken word in college is because I performed that at an open mic and that turned into um, a lot of years on a on a competitive poetry team but initially it was a monologue wait so competitive yeah. poetry yes team? let's talk about that what is a competitive yes. poetry team that sounds amazing it's slam poetry yes. um you're on a team of five people only four can be on the stage at all times you can do group pieces individual pieces and all your points are accumulated you have three set three minutes in a 10 second grace period if you go over the grace period you're deducted points individually and from your team um and there are judges in the audience usually people who have never been at a spoken word event prior to that. Um, and they get little scorecards and you're scored on a decimal point of zero to 10. Your goal is to get a 10. Um, we competed in New York city and all over the LA and California wow. area for two years. And um, yeah, it still goes on. Um, if you look at button poetry or all of those poems are usually poems just captured at slams, which are just poetry competitions. So next episode we are doing that. No, that is, <laughs> yes, that is that is happening. Yes. yes. How long? How long have you known me? That's why. Does I that sound do like something I, I can pull off? I know I will win. That's why I want to do it. That's fine, but I mean, you could just do that on your own, and we'll just videotape you. <laughs> oh come on! Let's have some fun, please. Oh gosh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. By the way, incredible. <laughs> I could see it. Thank you. It was very fun. I am not a competitive person by any means. Um, so it was very uh, disarming to talk about the most vulnerable parts of who you are. And then mm-hmm. it was like seven. Um, so that was process. <laughs> um, I loved it, though. It's, it's a different type of thrill. But I was like, I'm not I cannot do that anymore. But yeah, it was one. <laughs> Sorry, you're a seven. Too bad. <laughs> Truly, it was. It was. It was rough. You pour your soul out. Six and a half. My, but sorry, that's all we can do. Seriously, Mm -hmm. five. And you're like, you're four. Well, I'm learning all kinds of stuff tonight. That is something (laughs) I'd never heard of. In in your your second book, uh, right? (laughs) I got to talk about the books. I've got questions. Uh, uh, Right, bloody, spill, pretty uh, is the second book. Um, uh, There's a poem called "No Class for Calling." Was that you? Mm That's me. Yep. All right. Uh, There's a line that says, and now you are a personality, brand, business, and product. Um, This is something I've struggled with a little bit just with the podcast on a a small level. But do you ever struggle with the objectification uh, of being part of a product? Yeah. So that specific line, I had a mentor and I asked her if I should separate my Instagrams, like if I should have a business and a personal. And she said, no, because you are the personal and the brand and the product. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't 
entirely know what that means, but okay. <laughs> um, Ariel Astoria is my Astoria is my middle name. Um, so my Facebook is my last name. There are a few other things that are my last name to kind of protect uh, who yeah, I sure. am as a person sure. mm-hmm. um, and then who I am as a brand. It, at first, it was like this like weird Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus thing that the I The best of both worlds. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. No. But I mean, they're very, I mean, it's me. Ariel Astoria is my name, you know? So there's an extent of it that is you, but then there's also this level of of interacting with people that it's less personhood and, and more um, example and more pedestal and mm-hmm. more celebrity weird interactions that we do, you know, sometimes. And so finding that balance um, is sometimes still really hard, especially with getting married and finding what that looks like of like, Oh, there's more than just me to yeah. protect here and to to call sacred here um and and finding those balances that happen you know really every moment that they arise but i think at the end of it it was like this is still me this the work is still who i am but there also is this need to like i said protect the personhood um at the same time and and giving yourself that permission and those boundaries is really important because otherwise i don't think i could do the work um, if not for protecting that part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, you signed a deal with Harper One Books. Um, hopefully after, if they listen to this, they won't cancel it. No, we've had plenty. We've had, <laughs> we've had Harper, Harper people on before. Um, you, you're good. Um, you're moderately safe. Yes, you're moderately safe. They, moderately yeah. safe. Um, <laughs> any teaser in regards to, to what your book with them will be like? Yes. Um, we kind of talked about it earlier, um, the unfolding and um, the conversation of who and where and what God is um, and how I've interpreted that um, this last year and a half was extremely dismantling and disorienting um, for the sake of my unfolding. And there was a lot of um, hard conversations that came up, you know, with with my parents and in that space that uh, I just knew this was the next best step for me. And it didn't necessarily have a Christian title on it. And that was really terrifying for them Mm -hmm. um, and a little bit for me as well. And so um, this book is um, a little snippet of it is the conversations of um, less questions, um, less answers, more room for questions, more room for the wild and whimsy and the beautiful parts of what makes us human. Um, essentially. And um, it will be somewhat essays, um, poetry, journal prompts, and meditation split into five sections or six sections. So split into sections. But Sweet. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and book that interview. Yeah, when, whenever you're ready, <laughs> Wait, whenever you got a release date, let's yeah, set it up. Yeah, that's that's happening. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I have some, uh, some silly questions. Um, and um, yeah. So uh, in the way I want to do a lightning round, but then I also at the end I want to end with a, a, a letter. So Bef- before we before we do this, I just want to say this is like a top five interview for me. No no what? joke. We're we're on like episode two thirty. I think this is episode two thirty. I don't know. I'm it pretty is. sure it is. I think I looked earlier, but I've had a little bit to drink since then, so I can't remember. Um, <laughs> and like literally a top five. You you were what I would describe as a beautiful soul. Like it just. Mm-hmm. It feeds through the camera. It feeds mm-hmm. through the interview. It just your way with words. I just I, I hadn't 
I didn't have any expectations really coming to this because I'd listened to your stuff and it was beautiful mm-hmm. and it was wonderful. And we interview so many freaking people that you yeah. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. And any expectations I had, it blew it away. You, so I'm usually just, we talk about what we're going to do for our interviews. Like uh, we discuss people that we're going to have on. And I, I just Michael's totally like, we didn't have her on. I, I, I just totally okay. talked <laughs> to you and booked it and said, Hey, this is what we're doing. So, and, and so it's like, it's happening. I don't care. But literally so, you yeah. just, you just sort of exude just a beautiful quietude and, and just a beautiful soul. I just, it's, Absolutely. it's wonderful. Top five interview. Yep. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Now um, we're going to blow it up. Yeah, let's blow it up. <laughs> uh, so you, I, I assume it was you uh, in, in V and Z, as I've called it, Vagabonds and Zelts. Um, <laughs> we're just, the, we're we're just, we're just yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, working in a Target Starbucks. I did. How, yeah. how I, I was a Starbucks employee. I was actually working not in a Target, but I was in a Starbucks in a Kroger today working on uh, nice. uh, equipment. Um but I was a, a Starbucks employee for eight years. How long were you a barista? Yes. So I started like my junior year of high school at a brand new Target, which was pretty cool. Um, and so I was there until I graduated and left for school. But I would every time I came back home for the summer, I would go back and work at the same Target. And then when I went to school, I was a barista on campus as, as well, working with awful fair trade coffee and um i did that for most of my college and then i started doing resident advisor and more leadership things that kind of compensated but i graduated working in the in the coffee shop up until then and then um worked at jamba juice for that summer (laughs) after so a different kind of barista and um then i graduated and then i worked at um a third wave coffee shop that one of the resident directors who graduated from my university bought a house and turned it into a coffee shop. And so I trained and worked there for about a year and a half. And um, that was just about three years ago. So I still have a little bit of a barista soul in me. And my husband is a barista now too. Um, He's been a barista for a few years as well. So it's, it's still in the family a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So I uh, work on espresso equipment, uh, um, espresso machines and Brad and Brad. And I did until a year and a half ago. Yeah. So I did not do that ever. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) we, we would, we work on all kinds of different coffee machines now, including brewers and grinders and yeah. All that oh my stuff. gosh! Starbucks. I, when I was there, Starbucks was like our biggest customer. Like, yeah. right. That's wow. all we did with Starbucks. I have stuff. a very wow. important question. Um, it being fall, can uh-huh. you give us the ingredients for the pumpkin spice latte? Oh, this. <laughs> <laughs> are you asking? Like, yeah. genuinely want to know? It's my favorite it's drink of all a time. Pump of a sauce. Yeah. And some milk. And then they push the espresso button. It's a sauce. It's and just like friends. all in one thing. They might sprinkle a little nutmeg on top if they're feeling fancy, but it's literally just a sauce. <laughs> and it's not rush I also hour. despise pumpkin. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, you just lost literally. Michael as a fan. Sorry. <laughs> That's just. He's going to delete all the delete all the downloads Sorry. now. Well, I'm going to go, guys. It's been fun. Once See ya. Once got to October, I was like, do not send me. Anything about your pumpkin spice latte? I don't want to see. It's disgusting. I can't. So your so pumpkin spice mac and cheese, you're out. Is that what you're saying? The craft. Oh well, also pumpkin spice candles, pumpkin spice. You cannot put pumpkin in mac and cheese. That's just like you can't. I believe it's possible. It's not allowed. 
<laughs> no, you need to get out of my house right now. We're not doing that here. You invited me here. We're not doing that, that here. <laughs> okay. Um, lightning. Told round. you we're gonna blow right. up. Lightning round. Lightning round. Okay. Uh, what is your beverage of choice? Um, it really depends. Um, one of my favorites at the shop that my husband works at, they make a palm tonic, which is an espresso Ooh. tonic water and homemade pomegranate syrup. Oh, yeah. it is phenomenal. That so that's awesome. one of my favorites from oh, them. I'm <laughs> what is the, the album, the last album you listened to start to finish? Um, uh, Luca Fogel. Uh, I think the, I can't remember if the album is called Unfolding, but there's a specific song that kind of wrecked my own unfolding. That is number two on the album. And so, yes, that's Luca Fogel. Mm -hmm. Um, You you mentioned the movie Her. Um, Her? Her? Yes, Her. Um, I, I, you're the first person I've known who likes that movie. Um, I, I, I really do enjoy it. I, I really, really do enjoy it. So, um, uh, what, uh, tell us about your love for her. Yeah. I mean, as a, as an actor, as at heart, the storytelling for me was just like phenomenal. Yeah. Um, just the whole storyline of the main character. And I'm trying not to get away the storyline of the main character. Um, I love, I love that act. I'm like blanking on his name. Joaquin All I can Phoenix. see is the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so I, I adore the way he storytells and he's yep. very intentional about the films that he does convey, which I really appreciate. Um, and then Scarlett Johansson. I did not know she could sing up until that point. And I literally listened to Moonsong a ridiculously amount of time, like a ridiculous amount of times thereafter. Cause it, there was just something about it that I was like, yeah, this is affecting me. Um, yeah. And just like, it's kind of a little prophetic to right now. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I, they, I thought the storyline was like so quirky, but then also extremely deep. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was beautifully weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I need to rewatch it. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and especially with like the, the AI aspect of things, it just, uh, I don't know if you've seen some of the articles that are coming out where they're interviewing yeah. AI. It's insane. Um, I mean, I've seen little clips of like full on robots as servers right now, which kind of makes sense. You know, it's yeah. just very, yeah, it's a little spooky, but that's yeah. where we're going. So what's, uh, what's your favorite movie that you've seen in the last year? Oh, it doesn't have gosh. to have come out this year. Cause it's kind of been a weird movie year, but <laughs> like a no, like a no movie year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really liked the Joker actually. It was like, it took, I had to like decompress yeah. for a few days after, but I did thoroughly enjoy the storyline again, a redo of it. Yeah. Um, and then um, the last Trolls movie was pretty woke. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. <laughs> I was I was this close to saying, you're probably going to say Trolls World Tour. I, I would Because that's like the only movie that came out like in the last. Yeah. And I, I had like, I had mentors. Um, they just moved back to Ohio. But I pretty much was like around when their first child was born. I have baby pictures of him on my phone. Like that's <laughs> yeah, the extent yeah, of yeah. our relationship. And so. When they moved away, my my partner and I, we did a movie night in their backyard for them. And it was like they were all about Trolls World Tour. But we were watching it. And I was like taking thorough notes <laughs> like and writing the quotes down. I was like, what is this 
coffee. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. How, how do you like your coffee? Um, if my husband makes it, I'm okay with it being black. Otherwise, a little splash of non-dairy milk um, with a flavor. But if not, that's okay too. <laughs> Um, we'll accept that answer. Yeah, that's that's completely that's that's pretty much. I have the same. answer. I'm straight yeah. black coffee. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it depends on the coffee for me. I, well, if, yeah, if, if, if it's, it's really bad if we're coffee, like Folgers, then it's I gotta like, add something. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna dump it out and just pour a glass of milk. <laughs> uh, do you believe in the multiverse? Oh my gosh, I just heard propaganda talk about this, and I don't know if I could adequately answer that. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm curious about the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I love I don't it. know if I fully believe in it yet. Yeah. I've got a news story that relates to that, by the way, for this episode. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Star Wars? You know, my husband loves Star Wars, and I have had to watch it. From <laughs> You had to watch it. Yes. <laughs> the beginning of the series, because apparently... There are different orders. Yes, um, there are. Yeah. And so, but I like them. We literally got to the end of the last the last movie that came out, and I looked at him and I was like, "Should we name our daughter Ray?" Like, I feel that deep in my soul. So I don't, I don't mind Star Wars. Yeah, I, they're to me. See, do you have a favorite? I know. I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. Like to me, they're like Michael's. Like, oh, I love them. Fucking, I mean, he knows shit that you would. <laughs> Yeah, it would blow your mind. Like it just it blows my mind, and I've known him for a decade. What he knows to me, they're just yeah. they're super fun movies. They're nostalgic for me as a child. Like, right? They're just super fun to watch. And people are like, yeah. "Oh, well, JJ Abrams, fuck, dude, shut up." No one cares. Shut up. You're no one cares. Not. Nobody they cares are. about your dumb opinion. Yeah. Shut up and just watch the movie. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I've still only seen one Star Wars movie. Which one? Episode Ooh. four. Yeah. Yeah, New Hope. Yeah, you got to okay. watch Empire at least. Do I? Yes. Yeah. Do I have That's to? That's the best yeah. Star Wars. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about um, this later. So I, so when I, um, okay, so that, that's that's the end of lightning round. I'm going to switch into another mode. Um, so when I, so as, as I said early on, I shared your song Magic with my, my partner. Um, and when I told them that uh, we were going to have you on the podcast, they began to weep. Um and asked if I could read a letter to you that they wrote. So I'm going to, I'm going to read a letter, uh, from, from my wife. So, um, so it goes, dear Ariel, I've only recently begun to believe in magic. It's the only thing that could explain how stories and poetry and songs come together in the human brain and make their way out to the world where others can share in the experience. I am also a writer, and just like you say in the song Magic, the writing process is usually like spilling for me. But in 2020, that sense of wonder disappeared, as did my will to write. I struggled to get out of bed most days and only felt numbness. Um, The world turned bleak and gray, not a color of magic to be found. But when Michael, that's me, hey, um, when Michael sent me your song, Magic, In Your Bones, um, something shifted in me and I broke down weeping. I first listened uh, to it while driving through the countryside on a sunny autumn day with my five-year-old daughter in the back seat with her head hanging out of the window and wind (laughs) blowing through her hair. 
I listened to it on repeat for days afterward. And for the first time in months, I felt the spark of magic, the aching need to write. Magic stirred in my veins again, and new stories began to take form, demanding that I write them down. Your music made me believe that my words could have purpose, that I could have purpose. Thank you for your music. Thank you for your poetry. Thank you for being that spark of magic we all need. Thank you. So, so that is from uh, my, my wife, Sarah. So, wow. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We, yep. lo- we, we, we love your this work. This shit's going to happen again. Like, it's going to have to happen again. <laughs> yeah. like, yes, it will. Brad wasn't here, and he's going to be pissed that he wasn't here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to meet him because he's my brother. And he looks just like me, and he sounds like yes. me, and he's probably oh, a better person it. than me. But, yeah, anyway. That's true. It's, yeah, this was just, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Where can people find you, you online? Where can they follow you? Where's, where's all the, the content? All the things are Ariella Storia, so A R I E double L E E S T O R I A. That's on Twitter and Instagram, SoundCloud if you're underground like that. Um, <laughs> that's as well, um, which has all my books, and um, I've recently launched some merch, so some fun t shirts and mugs and things like that, which you can also find on my website and all my different videos and things like that. But Instagram is like my home. Twitter is where you get a different side of me, so pick wisely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and we're going to have the links in the show notes as well, so yep, we'll, absolutely. people can, can use that to just Ooh. click on the info and then press the button, and then there are all your links. So. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for thank coming you. on the podcast. Yes, thank you. This was, this so was delightful. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> Yeah. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. The five stars Hi, Jude. Jude, Jude, what are you doing, buddy? All right, good talk. God, I hate it when you do that. When I do that? Ugh. Hi, Michael. Ew. Ugh. Stop. God. Hi. Fucking pervy Kermit the Frog. Oh, <laughs> God. Ugh. Yeah, kind of. Gross. Hi. Oh, f- hey, how's it going? Okay, stop. How's it going? <laughs> you're looking pretty good tonight. Michael, stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, no hashtags uh, or no uh, five stars that I know of. I don't know <laughs> Who would ever find a star of this shit? <laughs> I don't know. There, I've got one. Um, Where? <laughs> stop. God. Where's you... Miss Piggy? <laughs> <laughs> National Treasure at Dave the Explorer. <laughs> Since I joined At Passers Podcast on the journey, I've become grateful Hi, Dave. for all the great folks. <laughs> They've introduced to me people like Hillary McBride, at Jamie Coker, at Brandon Anders, him, at James Casey, him, uh, at I am Steve Austin, really, uh, and at Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> and then at 238, at TT Childers, hashtag that's not milk, hashtag PBR of nerds. 
Jesus Christ. Michael, hit the button. Hey, good nope. <laughs> What you got cooking? How's about cooking? <laughs> Something up with me? Why are there so many songs Hi. about rainbows? Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs> What's on, on the, the other side? side? Rainbows <laughs> are visions. <laughs> Only illusions. <laughs> Rainbows have nothing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to be appreciated for my Kermit the Frog oh, for so long. Good. That's really good. That's the only thing I will ever appreciate you Thank for. Thank you. <laughs> High five that shit, baby. Yeah. Oh, I'm so hot and sweaty. Where Ew. are we going now? What are we doing? We played Ghost Attention. Now it's time to decide our hashtags. Uh, hashtag. Oh, hashtags. Where is it? That's, that's me. It's at hashtag 50%. sneaky Jesus. Hashtag the tr- last trolls movie was pretty woke. Hashtag SoundCloud if you're underground like that. Hashtag Matt's hairy nipples. Gross. Sensual. You hashtag, sound great to me. Hashtag <laughs> smelled like a John Mellencamp song. Hashtag suck you, Lance. What was that from? Suck Succulents. You and suck you. <laughs> hashtag eat avocados. Yeah. Hashtag go it. ahead. Take the little thing out. And then hashtag down with TTP. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah, you know me. All right, Monk, go ahead. What do you got? Oh, how many? Nothing? Oh, I forgot. Nothing. Really? God damn it, man. Well, this Sorry. is your, like third time on here. I know. Or fourth time. I You're know. not whatever. even a newbie anymore. You're I like know. professional. I know. No, I'm not. <laughs> no more than you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay. Matt's hairy nipples. <laughs> Rural King Cherry. Adam Smasher. Th- that's it. <laughs> Tara. Spelled, Elec- spelled A-D-A-M. A-D-A-M. Yeah. Adam, Adam Smasher. Uh, and Tara Electron Volts star in the great film. Adam Smasher. A-D-A-M Smasher. That's it. Uh, That's the one. Give me... Oh, hashtag give me rashes and shit. (laughs) What? Matt said that. I don't remember that. Give me rashes and shit. Something about something gives him rashes. Oh, Oh, we're talking about uh, Old Spice. Old Spice. Spice. Yeah, Old Spice. Great, by the way. And then hashtag looking for love in 2007. Yeah, that was me. Sure was. All right, we doing Adam Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Yeah. I think yeah, that's All right. yeah. Thank God this is over. Oh, if you've God. listened to this episode in its entirety, way more of a mess than I anticipated it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag Adam Smasher. <laughs> what do you have a bullhorn? Hello. Hello. Hi guys. How's it going? Welcome to the Glorious Podcast. Glorious Pastors. <laughs> God damn. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, get to inglouriousbastards.com, jizzmuzzle.com. That's all you. Nobody. That's all you need to know. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives.
Yeah. Why did it take us 230 episodes to River to do the, something like this? Listen here, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I'll be back in December. Do we have Wait, mail? Oh, uh, we don't have any mail. Michael will be back in December. Michael, thank you for coming. Wait, why are you going to be back in December for? Because Christmas? you love me. You think I'm it, sexy? Because you're Gabriel, the Christmas angel? Because you love me and think I'm sexy? That's why. Well, there is that, but still, me? yeah. I mean, uh, sweet, sweet is there a specific subject you're going to be back for? Or, uh, yeah, no, it's, he was going to be here just for because? this. The, he prepped for a different episode. Is he, is he, now, the, is he, is he now the fourth <laughs> member of the second team? Yeah. He, I he, mean, I have been a recurring guest. Yeah. I mean, this is number three. He, he, we've already yeah. got for yeah. number four. Yeah, he really so, is. So yeah. I won the prize for he our was, most recurring guest. Um, guest host. He was on a thing. Yeah, he, we originally had somebody else scheduled for tonight, and he prepped for that. And then they we had to move them back to December. And then, oh. yeah, so he's here. Yeah, that's what, and we still needed him for this week because of you know, Brad. Because I'm off. committed. Yeah. Uh, Ariel, a story just followed the Inglorious Pastors podcast because oh, apparently she's shit. bad with her judgment. Oh <laughs> shit, she's made a bad choice. She's amazing. <laughs> All right, let's upload let's this, kill this before shit. she regrets it. Yep. All right, bye. <laughs>